Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We of the Vigil are doing what we can to drive them south and reclaim the lands they've overrun in the name of the races who have been driven out. Hello and welcome to CORE, everybody. This is CORE for Thursday, November 30th, 2023. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger, bringing you the latest in video game chattery. Okay? There's not a lot of news. You're going to get a lot of chat today. There's some no. news, but we don't have a big topic because things slow down this time of year. That's the whole happy, thing. Uh, Pump the brakes. season of Discovery Day. Oh, yeah. It's today. Did you get in already and do anything or... Yeah, no? it took me two hours. I got in 30 minutes ago. I'm just for full disclosure, I am logged in currently because I don't want to log out and have to wait after the show's done. Sure. So wow. I'm just hanging out in Thunder Bluff, well, the noob area. Yeah. There's so many tour in here. Oh, really? And, and everyone's asking like crazy. If you want to join the core guild, it's going to be on Wild Growth on the Horde side. Just right. heads up. All Wild your classic growth. stuff, that's the ch- that's the server. What is it again? Wild growth. Wild growth. Wild yeah. growth. My nickname in high school. Yeah. You were shooting up then. I right. went from three feet tall to five foot four. <laughs> it was a massive amount of growth, but I'm still short. For Yeah, we should clarify that. So if you're playing WoW again, uh, classic on wild growth is where you'll find the core guilds. I think there's multiples, right? Because isn't there a reason there's multiple? Oh, hardcores are on. Uh, there's a hardcore guild, and then there's one on retail. Right. I think. Or retail classic. And then retail Retail, retail, like Dragonflight and Forward, is uh, on Earthen Ring still. So uh, if you're looking for those guilds, yeah. all the info's on the Discord. You can go find it. But Was that opening uh, the, the voiceover AI mod for Classic WoW? Uh, is that a thing you can do? Yeah, you can get all the quest decks voiced in Classic with the mod. Oh, my gosh. Why isn't uh, that? That sounded it? very much like AI voice. <laughs> That's why I asked. <laughs> I want to see if we can find a sample of it, because the stuff I heard seemed okay. Um mod voice let's see like they they use the original voices like as a as a uh as the backbone or whatever when they're trying to come up with it or you know you have to submit a voice so that it sounds like it well here's somebody streaming thrall let's do hear what thrall sounds like oh he sounds terrible does he horde are equal in my okay hold on Will all members of the Horde are equal in my eyes, adventurer? <laughs> <laughs> I am an orc. I will 
will tell you what to do. Honestly, Scott, you've been like, I don't want to play Classic WoW. You should play Classic WoW just and install the voiceover mod just for the joy, the pure joy it brings. I mean, you're Lokhtar Ogar, friend. Welcome to Argrimmar. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Let's hear more. It's terrible, we but like good. T- it's good, terrible. It's really terms. good. And if it were not for wisdom and honor, then oh, we would no. be no better than the Scourge or my people. It sounds nothing like Metzen's voice. No, it does sound like Metzen if he was doing some silly, goofy voice. Like, I bet you he could do that. Like, hello, adventurers. <laughs> Welcome to the Horde. Like, I'm sure he could do that. It does sound like him. But. That's amazing. I did not know that was... I guess I knew that was a thing, but I thought it was like an official thing that wasn't out. But that's a side, That's a mod just it's not on. The thing is, it's not on retail. They just like they banned it for retail. Oh, they don't man. allow it on retail, but they allow it for classic. They should let it you on retail. You disappoint me, Garrosh. <laughs> you have let me down. Let what? us have mock Garrosh. <laughs> Yeah. What? Why? And it's like it's like that all over. Like you'll just you'll randomly come across a weird dwarf, and it, you also don't realize the text is a bit dated. So some of the humor is a little dated, and they say it in such weird ways. Like the humans sound really gra- like deep. They're like, "Hello, adventurer. I like eggs." And you're like, "What? <laughs> I like eggs so much. I think I could eat eggs for days." You know, weird. it's like it's like oh yes, you would write that in quest text. But you wouldn't say it out loud. Like, there's a lot of that. It's super fun, man. It's funny. This is really a weird thing to see um, cue lines for classic WoW. It's weird. Classic WoW, it was, um, I started at 5,000 in queue, and it was about a two hour wait. Jeez. But uh, I think they're expanding server capacity because they're not going to do 100 servers. They have a way to make, you know, one server wide, and they're probably, they're probably live at work now getting people in. So. That's absolutely yeah. wild. You think you want it, and you do. As it it turns, turns out, out, yeah, it turns you know? out Jay Allen Brack was smoking the crack. People do want it. Not everybody, but a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. Well, you should still whole... try it, Scott. Season of Discovery. Oh, I'm going to try it. In there. I will. There's sure. a whole new tab here called Runes. We're going to get to put all the new abilities. Uh, there's new content. It's a new game. It's a new game. <laughs> all so right. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what I get to do. Check out the Wild Growth server in Classic. And get in that guild, everyone. The doors are open. I don't know who's adding people, but whoever they are. I'm going to be doing it, but later tonight after the show. Okay. Obviously not during the show. Right. I'll concentrate. I know you don't like when co-hosts play WoW during uh, recordings. but No, uh, I don't mind it. You I'm, know what I hated is when Patrick played Overwatch during a show. Because let me do my impression of Patrick playing Overwatch. So I'd be over there saying things or asking questions, and this would be Patrick. <laughs> yeah like uh, esports face baby <laughs> drove me crazy get your game face on patrick <clears throat> get drove, in there drove me up a tree at the time but uh it's all right patrick and yeah. i are close friends uh all right well anyway so that's going on i had also another thought i'd i'd come pretty close to being tempted anyway to checking out the new sonic game that came out uh like a day or two before mario wonder and now and now uh sega's out there saying they're very disappointed in sales and uh, they're very sad oh, about no. it, and they think it's because of how crowded the marketplace is, uh, is this year and all that. Some truth to that, of course. But the obvious thing to me is you put out a side-scroller bit of a throwback to Sonic's OG d- days two days before a massively anticipated Sega, or, uh, Nintendo game, Super Mario Wonder, was to come out. You, j- you basically, you basically re... Uh, Reinvented the Mar or the uh, the Sega v Nintendo of the '90s, 
in one fell swoop and expected to win that week's sales, you're never going to win that. No, no never. No. Even even though you're on multiple platforms, maybe that's what they thought. We're like, we're on and PC. It's not console. even like an inexpensive. It's a full box price game, too. Like you know, yeah. Parents aren't like they're into spending a couple. Like you know, all the Switch uh, parents I know um, are like, what games should we buy? And it's like uh, Super Mario RPG, uh, Wonder. <laughs> you know, like that's already one hundred fifty dollars right there. Like we're. You know, yeah. Sonic's not on people's radar like that, but I'm actually watching the trailer. I didn't realize there was a release. It looks every bit as like next gen good as Wonder. I agree. It looks great. Yeah, it nothing. looked great when we saw it. We all uh, we thought we we thought it looked good, but yeah. you know, you can only yeah, spend so fantastic. much money on games, and it's been a hell of a year for games. Yeah, I would actually say I'm not a Sonic player, but obviously t- seen tons of Sonic games and played some over the years. And just watching the trailer, this is like a Sonic ass. Oh, it yeah. looks every bit as updated as Wonder. Like it just it looks good. You yeah. Know, like it, I don't know that it's as innovative in terms of some of the gameplay as Wonder, but I just think going up against a mainline Nintendo game is is asking for trouble. And yes, they released at the wrong time of year. Put this thing out earlier in the spring or something. You might have had something, uh, guys. This, I mean, I don't know. They shouldn't be so dire about it because uh, this looks like a good game and a, another marketing push at the right time could definitely boost sales if people missed it you know yeah yeah i i'm just happy that it sounds like when they're because every now and then you know you hear about disappointing sales in a game and then you get to hear what the company thinks the reason is or at least what they're publicly saying what they think the reason is and it's refreshing to hear it be probably accurate like i would guess that that is correct they're not going well people just aren't interested in classic sonic games like they're at least acknowledging the right thing it's not you know it's not like when Square puts out a game that is extremely well received, everybody likes, sells well by every metric except some weird one that Square had, and they're like, oh, it's a failure. Yeah, their internal <laughs> like, numbers it did extremely well by almost every metric but our own. Yeah, I don't understand. Um, that. I mean, I understand having high goals internally and trying to reach further than maybe you did last time or whatever, but Square seems like they're always saying how disappointed they were in the most successful game of of the release window it came out in like they're weird or uh or what disney does when it's like well sure we released the solo movie just a couple months after uh the last jedi and uh we didn't necessarily build enough hype for it but surely the solution is firing colin trevor yeah <laughs> like, it's just you know, sometimes you're like what are you doing yeah how did you get to this math what are you doing as yeah, a company it's right the now? latest thing they said or um yeah, Disney executive Bob Iger says he thinks the problem with the Marvels was there weren't enough executives on set to supervise. No. <laughs> that is some bullshit there. Dude. That's always the way with movies, isn't it? Just there you go. That's it. I yeah. saw the article. I refused to read it because I knew it would make me mad. And now you've told me what it contained. And I, yeah, it would have made me mad. It made me really mad, partly because on the one hand, no, more executives there is not a good thing. Ask any director, producer. They all don't want that. Number two, of course, don't pile onto this shit. thing like this really great. She's awesome, this director who who is working who worked on Marvels. And she worked really hard on it, and she seems very genuine about all of it. And people are excited about her work and they liked her take on the Candyman thing that came out before. And uh she is, you know, a young black director. And then you got Mr. In Charge billions a year, you know, millions of dollars a year bonus man up there in his giant seat going, If I was on her set and supervising her more, we may have, I'm like, shut up, dude. <laughs> 
No. You're not her dad. Maybe the problems are more intrinsic to Marvel and the fact that you guys keep remaking the same movie and going, you guys want to watch that movie again? I just want to put what my if you, hey, what if well, we, what if we I, made that I, movie it, again? Is, is Marvel's like that? Like, because I would say that's definitely true what you're saying, but I haven't seen Marvel. So Brian loved it. Well, Ibbett loved it. I don't. I don't know if it's the same, but regardless, like it doesn't matter how different it is. The general populace, I think, I don't sees know. a superhero movie and goes, "Oh, another superhero movie." I can't. I can't trust when it's a superhero movie that involves women because, like, the brain broken male people who just have a problem with anything remotely socially conscious, even though that's been a staple of Marvel forever. Uh, Like on my YouTube, it's just like Brie Larson sucks. She's all about girl power, but her movie shit. (laughs) And I'm like, I can't trust any of that. That's like people with uh, misogynistic agendas, like doing shit. Yeah. I mean, that's why I'm not trying to to speak to the quality of it. I haven't seen it. And most people that I've heard that saw it were like, yeah, it was fine. Uh, Or up to saying, you know, I really liked it. I'm saying that in general, it feels like we've been hearing about super fatigue for years. Yeah. But it feels like right now there is more of a genuine superhero fatigue than even when they were saying it. I know I'm having it. I don't have any desire to see any superhero movies right now. I'm tired. I think if they made good ones, you wouldn't be saying that. My observation, and this is my observation, is they keep trying to make Endgame. Like, I I saw Wakanda Forever. It's just mini Endgame. Um, Ant-Man 3 was just mini Endgame. Like, here's a big force, and here's another big force of people. They're going to fight, and the bad guy's going to lose. And it's like... That's Endgame, right? Like, yeah, yeah. When they were doing like genre movies with the superheroes, um, they were interesting and creative and stuff. And they're just like, uh, we need to keep making Endgame because that made a ton of money. And once you make a certain amount of money, you can never make less money after it for some dumb reason. StarCraft Three, uh, Mikey Barra. <laughs> Maybe he'll come out and say, "You think you want it, but you don't. You think you want StarCraft 3. Yeah, but you well, don't. there's just this, like this mentality of like, well, since we made twenty million, we can't release a product that makes nineteen million, or we'll get fired, or something. Like you know, and that's that's I think why Marvel stinks. At least the movies are kind of stinky. I think there's a lot of merit to that because if I think of the Marvel stuff that I have seen. When I think about what I liked about it, so like I saw Wakanda Forever, yeah. and I mostly enjoyed that movie. There was a but when I think about when I film. think about the stuff that I don't like about Wakanda Forever, it's the times that it's trying to tie into a greater narrative beyond telling the personal story yeah. that it was set to do. Yeah. Same thing about Loki. Like I thought this last season of Loki was really enjoyable. I really had a great time with it. But every time it wanted to play a little more broadly with the like, hey, Kang the Conqueror, I was like, eh, I don't really care that much about this. Yeah. Um, I, I mostly was having fun with the world and the universe and the characters in it. And when it was just that, I was loving it. And when it was like, hey, let's talk about Kang. I'm yeah. like, eh, I don't this happens in, What's Kang. funny is this problem happens in comics. When I read certain runs of whatever, I, I love big event comics and I like smaller you know, universe or, you know, focused on their direct universe stuff. So I like to see Spider-Man do things in New York and Hell's Kitchen and work with the uh, uh, Daredevil occasionally. But but mostly you're just kind of working within your thing with your villains, with your problems, with your stuff. And then once in a while, it's fun to do the Civil War run or zombies or something else that ever happened in the comic, a big comic blowout where all the comics are feeding into one central story. That's fun once in a while. Right now, that's all Marvel wants to do. 
is connect everything to everything all the time. So they're all running with the Kang story. They're all multiverse this and that. It's like, no, how about we have another 70s detective movie like we did with Winter Soldier? Or why don't we have, you know, I I really like Shang-Chi and I liked it because it felt like a standalone, very Asian-influenced story that's unlike the other, you know, it's like its own genre, like Bo said earlier. Do more of that so that you can then earn earn your crossovers, right? Don't... Don't do nothing but now crossovers, and I don't mean crossovers like characters, but having the same, you know, oh, that thing that happened in Doctor Strange, that's going to roll right over into so-and-so, and and Ant-Man's going to have to deal with it. Like, there's such a thing as too much of that, and your events are not feeling like events anymore. They're feeling like, they're feeling contrived. I don't know. I mean, when you look at the build-up to Endgame, it's we think about it like oh it's the what a masterful thing they did but it's messy like when you get into the mud of it it's messy and unclear and when you try and go like well if Thanos is this powerful why did it take so long for him to say I'll do it myself in fact he said I'll do it myself long before he actually did it himself like it wasn't they had a vague idea but they let the movie stand more on their own than they did try to build towards this thing and then it felt like they by the time they had figured out what worked, what didn't work, um, where they were going, they were then able to build something good for a conclusion. Now it feels like they're trying to build constantly. Yeah. And the building is getting in the way of enjoying, you know, the ride at the early stages. I, and I think that's why um, the Spider-Verse movies are so refreshing because even though those are dealing with literally dealing with a multiverse of Spider-Man things, it's at least in the Spider-Man yard, right? Yeah. So you can invest in characters and stay invested with them and not constantly be thinking about uh, what what cameo is going to show up where I'm supposed to get all fan serviced and excited. Oh, look who it is at the cut. Like, I don't want to even hear about stingers anymore. I just feel like you've lost the magic of that stuff a little bit. Well, even Tom Holland's Spider-Man movies, I feel like managed to break free of that more. Like we, the last, um, the last Spider-Man movie of Tom Holland's, which dealt with multiverse. As tired as I am of multiverse stuff, that still holds up in my opinion because even though it was going on this crazy multiversal thing, it felt tight and focused and contained. Yeah. Like, yes, you had Doctor Strange in there, but it felt exactly like a comic book cameo, like what you were talking about. When you'd pick up an issue and it'd be like, the Punisher is in this one. And you're like, oh, cool. The Punisher is in this one. Yeah. Like, it felt like a cool cameo of Doctor Strange. It didn't feel like, here's Doctor Strange so that we can entice you into going and seeing Doctor Strange and the multiverse. It just felt like, no, Doctor Strange is here because that makes sense. Right. And he, we need him to tell the story we want to tell. Like that stuff works for me. And then, you know, when it feels like it's all just like, ah, we're building, we're building. I'm like, I don't care. I'm not interested. Yeah. And then when you miss a movie because you didn't care, then you feel behind and you're like, ah, yeah. I, don't need, I don't know if I need to see it. Yeah. And the chat room just said, somebody said no more reboots. I'm, a, I'm afraid to tell you this, but just like in comics, usually when they've gone too crazy with an event crossover, that took months to get through or whatever, they often reboot. And I'm not saying that's what they'll do in movies, but I wouldn't be surprised within the next decade if we get a Iron Man rethought, a reboot Iron Man, not consistent with the current MCU, something new. And whether you like that or not, that stuff's coming. You can only farm this stuff so much. You can only milk the same teat for so long. It's hard to say we killed him, so we're never doing Iron Man. Right, that's true. What'd you say, Bo? Well, also, 
these movies take a long time to make and, you know, people get older. So they also, I think actor, like you kind of look at, <laughs> you know, how old is Thor going to be in the next door? Like at a certain point you maybe just get new actors, but sometimes you reboot too. Just if sure. I, I think that's coming probably. I mean, they point. do it with the Batman every 10 years. They just start yeah. with somebody new and, and sometimes it works. Are great. Those, those actors get bored of it too. Like they're people too. Like you're oh, just yeah. kind of like, give me my Thor. I want my Robert Downey Jr. And Robert's probably like, man, I hate Iron Man so much. That's all I did for 10 years. <laughs> There's a really great interview with Chris Evans that just posted recently where they asked him about the Captain America thing and how huge it was for his career. And he was agreeing. He's like, yeah, it was absolutely huge. It gave me so many opportunities. I'm very grateful for it. But I'm annoyed that some people will never see my best work. They'll only think of me as Captain America. And the person interviewer said, well, what do you mean? He says, well, my best work is in Sunshine and not enough people saw it. Came out in 2007. Yeah, Sunshine's amazing. It's an incredible what, what movie. A, incredible. Wow. Movie. I want to kiss him on the mouth. I know, right? It's a great movie, <laughs> and he is great in it. He's very good in it, and it was right before things exploded for him. It may Sunshine have been just so good. It may have been just after Fantastic Four where he was Johnny Storm, but I can't remember. But the point is, like, more people saw him as Johnny Storm as, than they did in, yeah. in Sunshine. And, wow. and, and I, if I were an actor and I'm getting typecast as this hero dude, I would be kind of annoyed or I'd be, I'd want to branch out. I wouldn't want to be stuck there, you know? So I don't know. That's why it was great to see him in knives out as people are pointing out, like what a change in role to go from captain America to who he was in knives out. That was, was he was great in that. Oh my gosh. I loved him in that. Is knives out the second one or the first one? First one. First one. Onion glass. I I saw the first one, but I have yet to see the second one. Glass onions. Good. It's worth seeing. Yeah. 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 No, I just I think I just it slipped by me. I I like those those movies. So Batista yeah. cracks me up in Glass Onion. Yeah, he's very good. His, his character's awesome. That was that was I think that was I'd already kind of decided this with uh, with Blade Runner because I thought his role his small role but role nonetheless was really great in Blade Runner. Uh, Talk about a surprise superstar! That guy's roles and the way he does them, he's incredible. Dude. I agree. And he was like, I'm sorry to say, I don't know if he listens to Core or not, but like, no. You know, in the wrestler times, there's like Batista, like uh, like C grade wrestler who gives a shit about that guy. Like, you know, he, I barely watch it, but that was my impression of him as a wrestler. Yeah. And uh, to to be like, who's your favorite wrestler actor? It's like it's Batista, like hands down. Like I'm just trying to think of. I'd take him over like the Rock that, right now. The Rock is noisy yeah. these days. I mean, Hell yes! Like that's yeah. an yeah. easy easy uh, decision. The stuff Batista does is just more interesting. Like. Yeah. Um, I Man certainly like a lot taste. of things that John Cena has done. Sure. Um, I think Rock would be like if I'm doing favorite wrestler actors, I think Rock might even be number three. Because like, oh yeah, Peacemaker alone, John Cena was amazing in that. Now he's not great in everything. Yeah. I watched the movie Bumblebee, and I think John Cena is the worst part of. He's Bumblebee. not good in Bumblebee. <laughs> no, um, not good. But he is phenomenal in peacemaker and some of his comedic roles uh like blockers and stuff like that he is great in he's legitimately great in a lot of that stuff yeah so i i like him i think i'd put both batista and cena above the rock easily if they're the three that we're ranking it goes batista it goes uh john cena and then it goes the rock and the rock i like dwayne johnson i do yeah i just think it's very one note. I just note. think you it's, could give Bautista a role in Shakespeare and he'd nail it. Yes. John Cena and Rock would fumble. Like, I think Bautista actually has, There's is depth. a smart 
artist. There's and definitely the depth, guys, and he chases after. The other guys are good marketing and have a pretty face. Like, yeah, and he ch- he chases after depth based roles, and he and he isn't just yes. going for stereotypes. And it helps. And, and that you he's can a, tell he understands the. If he does that, he also understanding it in this performance. Like it's just it's obvious, you know. Like and it's so he's yeah. great. He also yeah. sounds like I, a really nice guy. So I will yeah. also say that the Rock. One of his his best movie is The Rundown, the Rundown. which was one of his first movies, yeah. and it has never been better since then. And that's love a problem. It. That movie rocks, dude. <laughs> I love The Rundown. Yeah. Like if. What's The Rundown? Oh, you got the Rock's see the best rundown. movie. <laughs> it's the it's the movie that turns you around on the Rock. Christopher Walken's oh. a bad guy in it. He's fantastic. Um, oh, I've. I've Wait, is that Sh- Sean William Scott? Is that yeah, yeah? But, but don't You're let that... saying he, his best movie is a movie with Stifler. Yeah, don't yes. let that scare you. Yes. It actually weirdly is. It somehow works. It's, it's good. Super casting. good. Yeah, it's oh, super super good. I, I, I'm pressing X to doubt, but I'll be like Christopher Walken is so weird in that movie too. It's amazing. I like the X. You have assigned X as your doubt button, and not well, that's yeah. the meme, right? The the L.A. Noir, you know. Oh. Right, you, you see the L.A. Noir guy and this X doubt, you know. Yeah, press I just X. wonder why we didn't get more of those. It's a whole different topic, no. but I want more of those. I like that game a lot. Uh, uh, all right, well, let's move on. We uh, we've got some games we played. We played a bunch this week, and we're going to talk about them. Whoa! I know, right? Get ready for that, right? There, just <laughs> shit <very> myself. Well. <laughs> um, every once in a while, John makes a recommendation on the show. Uh, maybe this is true of all of us for each other. I don't know, but once in a while, someone will make a recommendation, and 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 another person will try it and be blown away by it with how good it was, and think that person undersold it. And that's how I feel about a game John recommended last week called Death Must Die. Um, it is awesome. That thing sucked me in so bad. It ended up being the first game I played on the OLED. Uh, uh, Steam Deck, by the way. So that's how I broke that thing in. That's a good choice. Dude. Yeah, it was I mean, a great choice for good. that. And I sat there for ever playing that game until my arms hurt. And you, you know, you were right to to you know point out the similarities to certain kinds of things. It's got like a weird Diablo graphical vibe to it, and it's 2d mixed with some effects that are clearly not possible back in the nineties, but it all feels like a more classic experience. Um, and then it's got these, these boons that are given to you throughout the game. And instead of just popping up at random based on your XP, you get kind of a sort of like Hades experience where, you know, a, a God or a, whoever's bestowing you to will say, Oh, hello, adventurer. I didn't know you were here. And then have a little dialogue. And it's just like a fun little thing. If anything, it's a little too Hades and I'm worried people will give it shit for that. Um, but it doesn't bother me. The, the game itself though, this is where, where you undersold it. The gameplay, second to second gameplay immediately feels chunky and interesting. And yeah. that's one of the biggest problems with trying out a bunch of these survivor likes is they, often are pretty good after some time, like after the first, I don't know, six upgrades or something, you start to feel pretty good about how it feels to be in combat. Up till then, it's just sort of like, okay, wander around, hit dudes, get the stuff, and you just go through the motions. This game is much better from from step one, and it feels fun to kill shit uh, immediately. And the upgrades feel meaningful immediately. And I noticed something they even do in this game. I don't know if they always have because it's an early access, and I don't know, you know, where we're at in the in the in the uh, evolution of the game. But there are times when 
you get an upgrade like you're going to create a whip sometimes. And it won't even say you'll get it every time. It'll say occasionally you'll produce a whip that goes around and smacks these characters. And I usually don't like those when it says occasionally because it means it's some kind of proc. And that's fine, but when am I going to see it? And I want the immediate dopamine of seeing... Yeah, I want to see it now. And they do that. So even if it's a thing that's kind of random when it shows up, your first proc is right now. Like, here it is. You earned it, so we're going to show it to you. No reason to hold this back. Here, have fun with this new thing. I love that about the game. It's a small thing, but it's something I noticed. Um, I think the combat's amazing. I was never bored. I unlocked all the way up to in the same night. I unlocked all the way up to the uh, the thief or the the rogue, and uh, I love the guild or the gear system. I love being able to equip stuff while I'm playing, and get new gear while I'm out there doing shit. I like that they're trying to tell a mysterious story that gets bits filled in, kind of Haiti style in between runs. This game is awesome, John. Yep, you were correct. And so this was the guy that told really you to play good. It. And it does another thing that not a lot of these games do where your weapon is like a lot of the weapons are particles that flow around you. But like for your main weapon, it it animates like yeah. you see yourself stabbing with daggers or spinning, a you know, swinging a sword um, or shooting fireballs like you see yourself doing that. And then on top of that, when you add a modifier to it. Um, you see an effect reflected on the character. Yeah, it's and not like, just stats. So, yeah. so much of that is just, to me, uh, underrated and ignored in these types of games. Like, there's just something about when I'm the knight, I'm swinging my sword at things and hitting them. And yeah, eventually I'm going to have a ton of particle effects flying around me, and it's not going to matter that much, but it just makes me that much happier that it starts that way. Yeah. It makes me feel cooler about what I'm doing. It makes me feel more like the character that I picked. Um, I just, I've done one game as the, the rogue or the thief or whatever. And, uh, obviously I, I I like that character, but they do something with that character that at first I was like, Oh my God, (laughs) but I ended up liking it. And I think it's maybe a really brilliant decision because it conveys so much personality and so little text because the main characters that you play aren't voiced. Right. A lot of the gods are that come down and help you, but the main character themselves, they, they only talk through chat. And oh, right. yeah. so it's harder to convey a personality for somebody that, you know, you don't ever really get to hear them talk. You kind of have to go off of what they say and to get the attitude of the rogue the rogue talks like somebody who's texting and doesn't have time to text. It's real short. And yeah. it annoyed me at first because they type in all lowercase. Yeah. They use a lot of abbreviations. So I think like they said, sorry at one point and they just, it was spelled S R Y. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, it irritated me. And then I was like, but this is kind of brilliant because this is actually building a personality around this character and immediately even though it's not for great reasons i know more about this rogue slash thief character than i do any of the others because you go up to the knight and he's like ah i see another has joined our ranks what uh you know what brings you here you know are you here to to help us conquer evil and she just writes okay And I'm like, it's so dismissive and such a dick move. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, 
the writer in me that's like, that's not how sentences work and spelling works gets a little annoyed, but yeah. it's such a brilliant move to like put character into these characters. I love it so much. And she instantly became my favorite, not just because she's the rogue. Though, she's pretty great. I also, I like her visual helps. design. I also look quite like the wizard lady, the floating wizard lady. She has, um, she's a little slower when she fires, she slows down. Yeah. Um, I can deal with it because I get used to it and her powers are pretty strong, which is why they make her a little weaker on the speed thing. But, but in a game where you get swarmed a lot, it's kind of a bummer to be slow. The dashes are good though. Um, yeah, this game's rad and it's really good. Bowie should play this game. I think they should, they should make the exception for this one. I think so. I think you might really like it. It feels like it's also got a lot of like, skill cap do you do you aim the the shooting you can yes yeah Yeah. if you want okay so right away you get a button layout when you start whether you're keyboard or mouse and it will say or or, sorry keyboard and mouse or a a controller i'm playing it with a controller so the first thing that happens when you start is it gives you just a quick legend of what all the buttons do again and one of them is lb i don't know what it is on keyboard but lb if you tap that it will put you in full auto mode the way you might see in uh, the other survivors games where they're locked that way. Um, like Vampire Survivors is that way. And you can play that way and it's fine. It works fine. My preferred way though is to have that on. Uh, or no, sorry, to have that off. Well, okay, either whether it's on or off, you still can use the other stick to aim your attacks. All right. So, so you can yeah. keep it on if you want and still aim your attacks or not. It'll auto aim if you don't. If you decide not to, it'll just do it. But if you grab the stick and start doing it, it now obeys your aiming. If you want to turn off auto hits entirely, just using the stick is what activates the attack. And you control not only the attack when it's happening, but also what direction it's going in. I think that's the best of both worlds right there. That's And they're the only one doing this that I've played. They're the only mm. ones that say that stick is also your... Like a true dual stick shooter, it is what is shooting, and yeah. you choose where you're shooting. To me, that's the way to play, and I love it because I feel like I'm. You're also uh, you're faster when you're not attacking. So, right. like if you turn on auto attack, you're attacking all the time. You're right. perpetually slower, and if you if you oh, want to be able to control your speed, you you want to do manual anyway. So how do you? So with manual, you can turn shooting off and on. Yeah, well, just by not pushing. By well, not. I don't know what it is on on keyboard and mouse but for controller but, you just but don't there's a way to turn off on this thick yeah because yeah, right. vampire survivors you never turn off the shooting right it, it's constant. you're just always so shooting and this one you are only shooting when you want to shoot or you can turn on mm-hmm. you opt in to having an auto shoot so if you want to auto shoot and not ever have a second stick you can do that i'm like you i would prefer to have more control and you just take control of the stick and you're mm-hmm. and you're controlling it and it is interesting because having you slow down while attacking is a strategic choice. It's not just to annoy me. It works for me um, because I know when I need to be moving and, and and I know how many dashes I have because I got a little thing above my character. I also have a little thing down below showing that. Um, they're really good with visual cues. I, I respect a game that all I have to do is look at it and I kind of know what shit is. It's good, man. It's real good. good. Yeah, I yeah. like it a lot. Uh, the visuals look good too, like when we were seeing it last week and watching today. Yeah. Looks interesting. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll add it to my list. I bought, <laughs> I bought like three games this past week. I haven't played any of them because I'm 
playing Blizzard games, I guess. Yeah. I think it's probably, I, I mean, I love Halls of Torment. I got really into Halls of Torment. Um, I, I would put this right up there with it. I don't know. You know, there's things I like about both, but um, it's good. Death Must Die. If yeah, you, uh, Death Must Die. the name of the game. It's it's super good uh, yep. and amazing recommendation. Early access still, but lots of uh, updates coming all the time. If, like you said last week, the only complaint seems to be that some people don't like that they come in and change a thing without too much ceremony. But yeah, it's on, it's early access. Balancing and tweaking. And That's what you do. So your broken build today might be fixed and not so good tomorrow. Yeah. People get a little mad about that. Yeah, but. I understand that. I guess, but when they hit 1.0, you know, I, this feels like king of the crop to me. It's very good. Uh, all right. So that went on. Let's talk about world of Warcraft. I got my warlock to 64. And, uh, so that makes three characters now leveled and, uh, maxed out and running in game content in world of Warcraft. Although I don't know what my problem is. I don't know why I'm even doing alts. I was going to say like, you are super in because you're like, not, not only are you getting there, but then you're like, I'm going to do it again. Yeah. I'm going to do it, more. I'm do it one more time. I think maybe that speaks to how alt-friendly this expansion is. I like, agree. I think that they've done compelled. things to make the alt experience much better over, over the years, really. You know, since... When did they add that island? Was that... Um, it may have been the best thing. <laughs> may have been the best thing about Shadowlands is they added that little leveling island to go 1 through 10 and then jump out from oh, there. Oh, Newbie Island. Newbie yeah. Island, then run off yeah. to talk to Chromie and do her whole timeline thing. They've refined that since in a bunch of ways. Talked about some of that last week and as far as like not, you don't have to immediately get out of there as soon as you hit 60 anymore. You can still continue on and use the scroll whenever you want. Um, so there's some nice stuff there, but I was just having really, I was just having fun, like remembering old character abilities, working on the demonology spec and just laying waste to stuff and, you know, going and trying different expansions for their, for their story content was actually a whole lot of fun. Um, I still say your best XP XP per, for time spent on alts is, uh, uh, warlords. Weirdly. We talked about Although it. Be careful. Don't leave your garrison to the North. <laughs> right. That's the other thing is the garrison is, I mean, it's kind of pointless, but there are points in that progress, progress where you're just running quests, where you can't ignore it. You have to do it. Like you have to tell, you got to give Gazlo something. And then you get, and then you go back out and then you're in a bunch of stuff. But I ripped through that really fast. Um, the Warlock's really fun. Uh, Gurp is really fun right now. I like the Paladin that I leveled up to there really a lot. I'm very tempted to get the pre-order because the pre-order gives you gear, uh, like a huge gear bump. And basically just takes any character you have to be renowned with all the dragon factions and have uh, really? a full set of like raid ready gear for the final raid. Uh, so I'm kind of tempted to do that for one of them. I may do it for GURP or something. I don't know. Um, but the guild's going well over there. People are playing together. It's just a good, good scene. Uh, not, a, not a ton more to add though. Um, you know, in terms of my time with it, I'm just having a good time with WoW. But it, things took a weird turn this week, which I'll get to in a minute. Before we do that, John, it's time to Dear Martha your time in WoW this week. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here it comes. Whoops. My dearest Martha, let me respond to this divorce petition with a little paperwork of my own. And unlike yours, mine is happy news. 
My blood elf rogue has reached the Dragon Isles, a majestic land full of dragons and dragon eyes. I don't know why that played. Sorry, continue on. (laughs) My bad, Martha. Continue on, please. As an adventurer, I was summoned here by the legendary life aspect dragon Alex Straza. But before I meet her, I must help out with some chores. After all, I am a stranger in these dragon lands, and I need to show that I will treat this sacred place with the care and respect it deserves. So, naturally, my first quest were to kill a bunch of baby dragons for their scales. I mean, we need them to test them, to see if we need to kill even more to make better armor. I'm sure once the other dragons see our industrial efforts, our dragon overseers will be extremely impressed. But when I'm not busy killing the local populace in the name of science, Martha, I'm busy riding around on my very own personal dragon that will show up whenever I call and go wherever I tell it to and then genetically mutate itself to match my own personal aesthetics. Daddy don't ride ugly. (laughs) And this is a game changer, Martha. This dragon is like way faster than any of these other 547 mounts I've been toting around. Yes, it's less reliable. Yes, it gets tired. But you know what I learned? Sometimes a little work is better. Anyway, I only need this dragon now. Please send my shotgun and 547 shells in your response. (laughs) This game has also gamified my favorite WoW pastime. In previous expansions, just hovering over Orgrimmar, Dalaran, or any other major city was idle work. You just pretended hard enough to justify giving Blizzard your $15 while ignoring your in-game chores and eventually falling asleep in your computer chair due to the hypnotic flap-flap-flap of your mount's wings. But no more! Now, when you can't imagine doing one more errand to make the bar go up, you can instead soar majestically across the lands, looking for glowing circles that make flying majestically across the lands even easier. Now that's $15 well spent. That's all for this week, Martha. I hate to run, but the dragons have asked that I ride my indentured service dragon mount over to kill some upstart dragons who are upset about the way dragons are treating the dragons of the Dragon Isles. Yours in this life and dragons. Well, that happened 42. Uh, very nice. Yeah. You're the, the flight stuff. It's good, right? Like it's good. Solid. Get you yeah. around. It's fun to do. I love landing and like dazing and like 15 mobs when I do it. And it goes kaboom when I do it. And I also love that none of my alts have to earn any of it. That's a cool thing. Uh, they decided not to do in the game. I'm glad because if they'd have done that, I would have been annoyed and I would not be playing these alts because going to find all those medallions in the sky again, pain in the ass. Fine first time. I don't want to do it twice ever again. And they don't make you. You just go assign your points with your alt and you're good. And they so, have great flying right away. We all uh, had a little bit of fun just now, but yeah. uh, I got to bring it back to earth. Oh, let's we do gotta, it. I got another story to tell, and this was damn near the dear Martha, but you know what? This is serious. There's no joking around. Go for it. There might be a little bit. I got a damn bone to pick, and I'm going to use this platform to pick it. Pick it. So, adventuring through the Dragon Isles. 
doing the main story quest, you know, the main story, the very thing that Chris Metzen himself came out to set a roadmap for because they're getting serious about it. Gone are the days of forgetting about the sword. We know what sword that's happening now. Mm. We're focusing on the narrative once again. And a big narrative person like myself can finally come back and feel good about World of Warcraft. That's the age we're living in. And I'm doing some amazing stuff. I'm in the uh, Azure span and I'm doing quests for Cadgar and Caligos. And I'm talking to their mirror images because they're busy doing other things. And I'm doing quests and I'm questing. I'm questing through the caves. And uh, Caligos and Cadgar asked me to do some stuff and then meet them further up in the cave. And I do the stuff they asked. And I go up there and there's mirror image uh, Caligos standing right there. And I turn it in. There's no Cadgar. Oh. Now, I can see on the map, the mm. mini-map, his question marks there. Yeah, the shit wizard, by the way, everybody. There's, That's no, we're talking about. there's no Cadgar there. Yeah. A couple people standing around, but there's no Cadgar. Yeah. So I go looking for him. Yeah. Nowhere to be found. So I read the quest text. Unbelievable this time. Yeah. Nope. Meet Cadgar further in the cavern. And it makes sense. Everywhere I've gone, these two chuckleheads have been together and... This time they're not. No Cadgar there. So I abandon the quest and redo it, hoping maybe this makes him spawn. Nope, still no Cadgar there. You didn't Google first? <laughs> uh, no, because I was there. I was in the moment. I was like, yeah, maybe it's just this. So then I left and I came back. No Cadgar. So then I went to a different part of the city. No Cadgar. I did Google to see, like, hey, what's up? And everybody's just like, yeah, it's just a quest. Like, there's no comments on this or anything. Um, but every time I come back, I'm noticing more and more people standing there. And so this time I stick around and I go, hey, uh, you guys trying to turn in stuff to a Cadgar that isn't here? Yeah, yeah, something's wrong. He's not here. He's not. He's no Cadgar. Something's up. Yeah. And I go, okay. Now, this is a main story quest. This isn't some side quest that I went on. It's the shield quest that progresses the story of the Dragon Isles. This is your bread and butter to get through this expansion. And I go, all right, well, this seems like a bug. So I report the bug and I go on the forums to see if I can find anything. Nothing major yet that I can see. But again, more and more people seem to be coalescing looking for Cadgar. So I think, all right, well, you know, maybe I'll open a ticket to a GM. Maybe at the very least they can just mark the quest complete. I'm standing here where he's supposed to be and then I can continue my progression or something. So I reported the bug, I wrote on the forums that there was a bug, and then I petitioned a GM. Expected response time for my petition to the GM is two days and 14 hours. Whoa! Okay. So, okay. That's a lot. So I, I'll go do other stuff, I guess, but I'm kind of stuck here. Um, so I, I go and find other things to do, but like most things, as soon as you tell me, I'm not allowed to do something. It becomes the only thing I want to do. <laughs> and uh, that I will admit is my own fault, but that's just how I'm programmed. So I finally get an automated response after about eight hours of waiting. And it's, Whoa. hey, we understand that, uh, you know, there's a problem. Have you tried going to wowhead and reading about the quest. Oh no. And if that doesn't work, Wait, maybe reload your UI or leave and come back or abandon the quest and try it again. 
All the things you knew to do already. It's not like any of that. And because they supplied me these helpful links, they flagged my uh, ticket as resolved. Oh, shit. So I responded and said, not resolved. I've done all of these things. And he is not here. There are literally other people here looking for him. It's not just me. And there are now forum posts, which I could see and had participated in, of people complaining that he has disappeared. Yeah. Send the response. Ticket continues to be open now. And now I continue to wait my two days. Yeah. Uh, So this started on Sunday. And that automated response was Sunday evening, I believe. Um, so then go into Monday, um, Monday evening, uh, while I'm not playing, I get a message from a GM. Hey, we're not allowed to give gameplay hints, but have you gone to Wowhead to check to make sure that you're doing the quest correctly? (laughs) I was going to call you, I was going to call you video game Karen, but I've decided that you're actually way in the right here. So keep going. Continue. And I'm like... No, dipshit. I've been playing the game for 19 goddamn years. I know how to turn in a motherfucking quest in the world of Warcraft. What are you talking about? Go to Wowhead to see if I can solve this issue that is clearly being experienced by every single player standing around and multiple people on the forums. What world do you think Wowhead is going to be the solution to this problem? Hmm. But like so many people who had gathered around to bitch about this with me and people on the forums had said, Tuesday is when they do the server reset and the server reset would likely fix the problem. And sure enough, I logged in Tuesday after I took the kids to school just to see. And magically, there's Cadgar, the shit wizard himself, standing there proud and ready to accept quests. Strangely, exactly where I thought he would be. Hmm. Uh, I know this is shocking to GMs and automated responses that I actually am not a moron and knew where the quest turn-in was and it was a bug. But, uh, you know, there he was, literally right in front of me. So I turned in the quest very quickly in case it decided to bug again and logged out. But what world are we living in where WoW fans, the the fans of the number one MMO, they make it to where you literally cannot progress in the main story quest of your game. And the solution and people are okay with this is I guess we just got to wait till server reset day and it'll fix this game breaking bug. Weird. That is absolutely insane. And you're not giving your GMs the authority to fix these problems for people. You're telling them to go to Wowhead to solve this issue. What the hell is going on? Like, this baffles me. And if you want me to believe that you are going to get serious about the story of World of Warcraft and care... Please make a game and support it to where you can complete the main story quest of World of Warcraft without having to wait for a server reset. Because, yeah, this happened to me on a Sunday. I got stuck waiting two days. But what if this problem happened on a Wednesday? Yeah. You just, uh, well, you know, what are you going to do? Guess you should have played Dragonflight when it came out instead of when we accidentally broke it at some random point and then refused to fix it. 
I wonder if uh, absolutely insane. They, they, laid, they laid off some support well staff, week. and I wonder if that's what we're we're seeing the results of that. Like they were inundated now; they didn't expect the uptick in in resubs and stuff after Metzen sold everybody, and they just they just fired a bunch of these people. So I don't know if that's the reason, or if it was just weird timing. And also, I don't know why on three different characters, I never Cadgar was always there on this quest. I know the one you're talking about, yeah, and, and I know the cave he's supposed to be standing in, and he was there all three times. On the same server you're on, so I don't know what the frick's going on. But if they don't I, have the apparently, it was just for these two days. Like the forum posts were all he disappeared on Sunday, he came back on Tuesday with the server reset. That's what everybody said. I don't know what happened. That is absolutely crazy. Yeah. And the reason it stands out is crazy. So I complained about it on Twitter, like any uh, like you do. video game Karen would do. And uh, the thing that shocked me is I thought I would get pushback from this because let me tell you, wow, fans, I love you. I'm one of you. But they defend a lot of bullshit vehemently about their video game. And when you speak ill of it, they will, even though it makes no sense, try to find reasons to justify it. And everybody went, yeah. I'm sorry you had to deal with their customer service. It's bad. It used to and be like, so good. It used to be t- the, the industry standard, man. They were the best at it. What happened? That's why I was shocked about it. Because I've only ever had the, good experiences. The truth too. is, Same. is like I haven't had to contact Blizzard customer service in a long time. There hasn't been a need for me to do it, for one, which maybe I'm just lucky and missing bugs or whatever. I haven't had to do it in a long time. And even when I did... It was an excellent experience back in the day. So clearly that has changed. And not only has that changed, that has changed in such a way that now every response I get online from saying like, oh my God, look what happened was, yeah, that's about yeah. Like That's shocking. They're the biggest MMO. It's not like Final Fantasy beat them and now they're just, they're number two. They stayed on top. Yeah, they're they the did. number one. Yeah. We're about to talk about how we're playing three versions of this stupid game. <laughs> that's how that's how into wow we are right now. Yeah. And they can't they can't respawn a main story quest NPC in three days. I mean, it must have been I, I don't know. It's all guesswork, but it's probably our server only. Probably not everyone. Uh, had it been every every single person, I think that would have probably got them off their butts. But that's pretty bad. I can't defend it. That's pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, he's talking about the service. Like sometimes a fix takes takes three days. It's going to take whatever amount of time because we don't know what's going on in the back end. They say it's going to take. Yeah. But the customer service told them to go to Wowhead. That's weird. Instead of, right. Instead yeah. of being like, uh, yeah, sorry for the inconvenience. It's going to be seven days. Um, I know I don't think they give out things like credits for game time and stuff like you know a major industry might do, but just some an honest answer would probably have avoided this uh, tirade. Yeah, <laughs> it would have like just <laughs> telling me the, like, the, part, yeah. the like, part I'm mad is that I got told twice, once automated yeah. and once by a human being, to go to Wowhead to resolve this issue. It's like that. To be fair, you know what that, that that might be that might not be an indication of Blizzard. That might be the sheer number of people. Who complain there are bugs in the game who need to go to Wowhead because there's not a bug? They're just not that smart. Absolutely could be true. <laughs> but I also think that if it, what's probably happened is there's been a shift in balance here where prior to the ubiquity of something like Wowhead and before that Thoughtbot and everything else that we had, um, 
they they Blizzard had to be the, the chief source of solving all the problems, right? But along comes the resource that is so well established now and so thoroughly built, like Wowhead, and is constantly yeah. being updated. They probably have relied maybe too much on that being a solve a solver and maybe even eliminated staff based on this idea of, well, there's so much out there now between YouTube, YouTube and wowhead and all these other resources, icy veins. We don't need to yeah, have 50 ask, people. Ask Asmongold. Don't call customer service. Yeah. There's a bit of that. <laughs> there's a little bit of that going on where they're sure throwing it back yeah. to the community. Yeah. I mean, here's the crazy thing. I almost feel like as an experiment, not that he would do it, but I almost feel like if I was in with Asmongold well enough to go, hey, Asmin, can you bitch about this on your stream real quick? And he did, that NPC would get respawned. Hell yeah. Guaranteed. We all know it. He and has it would power. be respawned before the server update. But again, it's not even necessarily about that. There, like Bugs do happen. I understand that. But you have to be able to communicate that to did you, your, did, your paying did customers. Did you say, did you... Did you like as part of your service complaint remind them like oh by the way this is John from Core and so <laughs> no I didn't you, say this you two is are John from like Core. I I'm shy to do stuff like too, that too but I'm less I think I'm the least shy of the three of you to do that like I will you know when I was asking my for the king code I'm like I'm on Core we have a ton of listeners it'd be really great if you gave me a code right like mm-hmm. I'm just like I'm gonna say that I'm I'm not. Leaving it out seems irresponsible. So, you know, I mean, next I, time, just say, like, do you, the subject you line in your message, do you know? Who I am? Yeah, it's another, it's a version of, do you know who I am? And I hate that normally. <laughs> like, I understand it. And it's actually in a case like that where you're getting a code. It's a perfectly reasonable thing to make, but I, I struggle with it. I only, but even with the service ticket, like, you're not saying it because you're bragging. You're saying it because, like, me no dumb, me know what we, me talk about. Me so, no like, dumb. <laughs> me no, like, I do a show every week for years about your, you know, like, so don't yeah. give me the boilerplate. Like, if it, if it helps. Yeah. I'd recommend. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna, like, here's the thing. I want to know what the experience is for people, too. Like, I understand you, it sounded like it sounded like maybe you would never want to know again. <laughs> I, I understand what you know that streamer privilege is a thing and all of yeah, that. But you're, you're not just I fixing know it for what, you. You're fixing it for other people too. That is true. So. It would fix it for other people in theory. But you're first of all, I think yourself. they'd be like, it's not like they invited me to BlizzCon. They don't care. Yeah. Like, well, they'd be well, like, John well, from what? <laughs> so well th- yeah and well that, that's part of i mean how you play you you gotta be like oh shit maybe we're missing out on something and they you are know who i am i am john from taliesin and evitel yeah tell them that like back <laughs> i told you guys fixed I, immediately. I told you how those I, i'm taliesin and evitel's editor like please get on this i told you guys how they coughed up that bow after i lost it in uh ice crown or wherever the hell i was and yeah. um or old war i think yeah. And they did it because somebody on the team found out that I hosted the instance and they were like, oh, we got to get that for him. And so it works. Yeah. I think it, it feels dirty. To they throw. should know you, though. They literally, you've hosted Q&A. You are a big deal. All right. I know you don't play it off that way. You're a big deal. Yeah, but I saw, I saw the shit wizard. Your should be flagged as like VIP. Uh, maybe, but I saw the shit wizard in all, all three cases of these alts. So I didn't have this problem. And maybe it would have been different. No, I, don't, no, I hope but, not. Like, it shouldn't be different. John should have anyone, no matter who it is. Should right. have had. That's my point. Yeah, it I agree. Have, with that. But it, listen, it there's anyone. for for every like because we're kind and we think the best of people. And this is me maybe being a little bit on the meaner side, but there are some real rough dudes and ladies out there that 
you know, maybe a little bit lacking in the wisdom department or the intellect scores, and I'm sure they get raked over the coals. I can, I couldn't imagine being a customer service agent at an MMO game and all the inane what requests. And, 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 I oh get. What's playing? What you, was that? <laughs> oh my god! I'm all real. You guys, you guys are uncommonly, you know, you stand out as community members and people who know what they're talking about. Don't waste people's time. Right. So, right. you know, yeah. you can use that for as a force of good and not feel like uh, that you're just I will arrogant. say I did think about in my response to say, I have played this game for 19 years. Yeah. I can tell you where Mancrick's wife was. <laughs> I don't, I know how to do a turn in. Problem not solved. that it matters that much because as they have adapted the quest text to go with their UI they describe it a lot less like man Crick's wife. They do tell you where she is and it is in the quest text and you do have to read it. It's to a know lot where though. To go. Yeah, it's a book. But nowadays they wouldn't do all that. No. If that quest was in current, wow, they would go, my wife died South of here. And then they'd put the quest icon on there and you'd go there because that's where the quest icon just, is. Just try, so just drop a link to your socials then, because like they are a company, they do care about their, Oh, so maybe don't yeah. brag, but let just me, like, you know, let uh, me tell you, let me tell you how much they care. I'll, I'll, I know how much they care. This is how much they care at the end of it, because I did on Tuesday, mark the issue as resolved, though. I thought about reopening a ticket just to complain more. Um, I marked it as resolved <laughs> and the, and the game said, we would like you to take a survey on how you feel about our customer service experience. And I've never wanted to take a survey more in my life than that survey right there. Yeah. And I went down the list strongly negative on just about everything mm. except politeness. I was like, I guess they were, I, I only went one negative on politeness. They were polite up until they told me to go to Wowhead, And then I, they were, I mean, do you, think, do, you, do you think yeah, this experience yeah. was so bad that you should tank a whole survey? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I should. Everyone gets yes, like a, absolutely. Know. I should. Yes. Okay. They didn't solve my problem, know. and they made it sound like I was it's, the problem. Yeah, when but they, you, in fact, were the problem. <laughs> you've, you've worked in customer service. This you is like got, McDonald's got, pouring hot coffee on you and going, what did you think of our service? Well, you yeah. scalded me with coffee, and I don't think it's my I, fault. I think I it's yours. I don't think it's comparable to scalding. You weren't physically assaulted. You know, I mean, it's not the same. Don't inc- give me Karen inc- hair, Scott. This isn't Karen hair. This isn't Karen hair. This is the truth. I'm speaking the truth. This is the truth. This isn't Karen business. This is this is reality. But let me let me get to the point. This is how little they care. I filled out my shitty survey, which they absolutely deserved, and I hit submit. Their stupid survey's broken, and it wouldn't let me submit the survey. Oh, like your shit. Hair. They really didn't let you submit it after no. all that? No. No. Uh, okay. Why did? Because it was too rude? No. You just, the submit button doesn't work. Oh, great. John, I think you need to get off this train. I think, <laughs> I think, I think you're in for a constant stream of disappointment uh, 
as you pursue this further. You think so? You think this is not? Yeah, the end? I just no. This, this is, is the end of the train. This is me. This is me publicly airing my grievances. It is publicly aired. Yeah, but this, my what's going to happen is, is you publicly aired it, and then Chris Messon's going to DM you and be like, yeah, "I used to like you, but then you went really hard on, <laughs> no, on things." And I'm, I'm, I'm rethinking if I like you. Thing, I'll talk to Metzen about this issue. I just mean from like a you know a comedy of errors kind of perspective, right? Like I can't get any worse. I've done everything I can, and okay, now. I'm getting. Is that what is that? Lucy hair? Um, oh, that I gave you. Is I'm a, just. I'm yeah. just. I'm just teasing you. It, that won't happen. <laughs> I, you know what I, I mean. It's, so it's, well, here's the thing. I think you just a, need to get off the train because it's hurting you more than it's hurting them. That's all. I, I, I wonder if we'll hear. We may hear from somebody in customer service. Sometimes we do, and they can give us a, a lowdown on maybe anonymously. We don't have to say their names or anything. I just like to know where the layoffs did that affect things. Do you guys feel like you have less resources when a problem like this comes up? You don't have a recourse other than to say. Go to Wowhead. That seems crazy. <laughs> you have a manager in a cubicle just pointing a gun at you going, tell him to go. Tell him to go to Wowhead. We are not respawning Cadgar. Yeah. Do you know what happens when we spawn Cadgar? The whole system goes offline. Yeah. Maybe, well, uh, it was maybe. held together by duct tape, and we can't let people know it. <laughs> maybe if we don't know someone from customer service, a uh, deep voice guy will, uh, we can tell you about, who's deep about voice? Wowhead. Wait, who's deep voice guy? That guy who's been going around on the guy who YouTube. told you about the sparkle pony. Oh, oh, that guy, and, deep voice guy. Yeah. I don't remember Got his it. name, deep voice guy. He did a. I saw an episode or one of his shorts showed up with his dad in the room. They one hundred percent modeled the South Park guy after him. Yeah, pirate pirate software. That's like at first, I thought, oh, I, you know, what do you mean they made him look like that guy? They really made him look like that. guy. No, they did. Yeah, he yeah. he. He said as much. He said he gave them permission to do it. It's wild. He looks just like <laughs> yeah, him. So, so, okay, let me get off the Karen bus. I've said my piece. Uh, I'm 100% right. Don't, don't, at don't you. message me about it. Yeah, don't at um, you. Okay. Actually, you know what? I would like to hear someone's uh, mental gymnastics on why a main story quest NPC not spawning and that's not a problem. If you think that that's okay, you, it's you, a problem. Send it's me a, a message and tell me why it's, it's okay. A, it's so a problem. Nobody's nobody wants to like argue with you. Never hear from you ever again. Yeah. Nobody wants to argue with you that it's a problem. We just care about you, and you know sometimes you know it's, it's just good to be happy. That's all. You, okay. You well, know. let me tell you. Uh, let me tell you how much it impacted my WoW playing. Go. So I hit seventy on my rogue. Oh, nicely <laughs> and done. Now I'm, I'm max level on my rogue. I got my flying done. I'm still uh, still working on the fourth zone of the game, the one with Valdraken in it. Yeah. Um, doing that business. I because I hit seventy, a lot of the end game stuff uh, all of a sudden opened up to me. Right. And my goodness, Dragonflight has a lot of things to do. At oh yeah. Like all sorts of almost events. borderline too much. And I haven't even unlocked like half of it. I feel like, yeah. Um, but like, I'll just be flying around. I'm like, okay, I got to go do a quest. And all of a sudden Chromie's like, we got to go through a time portal and fight the Lich King. Do you want to do that? I'm like, of course I want to do that. I've wanted to do that all my life. Let's go do it right now. Yeah. And so off I go to go do something for Chromie. And then I get out and I'm like, all right, Back to the questing, and then you know, friggin' Matt Mercer dragons yelling about how he's gonna burn us all, but they decided to fight him this time, and now he's down on the ground, and we're fighting 
with uh, some giant dragon and I'm getting crazy loot from that. And it's like, okay, good. Now back to questing. Oh, nope. Now there's a super bloom and I've got a little dragon helping me and I got to go pick up all these green orbs because that gets me good armor too. Like it's insane. Yeah, there's a lot. It's crazy. There's a lot. There's also that uh, cave zone uh, that they added in a recent patch or uh, one of the earlier patches to the, to this expansion. And now they have the whole entire Emerald dream zone. So you really have three zones full of stuff to do. Yeah, I haven't even, I've gone into the cave on accident. I was just flying around and I was like, oh, what's this cave? Maybe there's a gold circle in here. It's fun in there. there And all of a sudden I was in a giant cave. Yeah. I was like, oh no. Did you talk to the Uh, little Fargo guys that live in there? They all sound like Fargo characters. They got the accent and stuff. Have you seen that? No, I got, I got scared and left. Oh, you should go in there. They're these little, they're like um, beaver looking things. Got big old teeth and they dig everywhere. They're little tiny guys. And they're all like, oh, what you doing down here? Don't you know? Like, it's a lot of that kind of talk. It's yeah. it, At first, I was like, wow, what are we doing in here? And after a minute, it was great. I freaking love it in there. They're amazing. I would like to be with those people all the time. They're yeah, wonderful. That's, that's amazing. Uh, the only other thing, this is a mild complaint. It's a thing that I hope that they, they do fix is because WoW um, doesn't emphasize the main story quest as much as like Final Fantasy does. They kind of let you tackle the content at your own pace. Um, it is a little frustrating that they don't give you a narrative indication on like the flow of the story uh, clearly. So like I got to Valdraken and all of a sudden there's a bunch of big story quests. And so I'm like, oh, Razagath is doing some terrible things. And then I took a quest and they're like, now that we've killed Razagath and I was like, what? what oh. Wait, what? We killed Razagath? Because you chose to like, skip that. There's an option to skip skip to that point. Did you say yes to that? Because there's a thing. At some point. No, I, did, I didn't skip anything. Because okay. there is a thing. Just, uh, there's a prompt that pops up at some point after this Emerald Dream patch drop where it says, do you want to skip past that other stuff and come straight to this? And you say, Oh, no, I didn't because I'm, I'm trying to get through all of it. But yeah, the story is jumping around like crazy. Like... I watched a whole cutscene about Alex Straza forgiving uh, Ice Lady, yeah. followed by doing a quest where I watched Ice Lady and Fireboy plot against the world, and I'm like, "Well, she's on our side now. Mm-hmm. I guess this was before that." It is like it's weird. it just it doesn't have because like you know they are very gameplay first before narrative, and they don't care that you're tackling the narrative in the wrong order because like hey we want to get you into the you know you might want to get to end game or whatever right and that's that's fine I understand where it comes from I just wish there was some way to better understand that yeah. uh, and maybe there is and maybe just because I haven't played WoW in uh, a while I'm not following it but it is a it is an absolute mess narratively once yeah, you get if to you a place like Valdrakhan Yeah if you start from that expansion and you were you hung in all the way till this Emerald Dream it would have you would have seen it in the order as it was intended yeah. they have not and that would have been fine but for players returning now which a lot of people are it's uh a little jarring and I think I wish they had a better way to express it um instead of no, it sounds like we were just talking about Wow Hub. It's like, go to YouTube and you can see the whole thing in order. We, I, I realize that's the thing people can do, but it'd be cool if the game... I mean, what we're asking for is a little bit of linearity, but we don't really want linearity in our MMO. So, uh, I mean, I do. I, yeah. like, I'm trying to avoid going, this is what Final Fantasy does, because I get it. Like, If I could design my perfect MMO, I would basically design Final Fantasy 14 with WoW's gameplay. Yeah. Like, That's 
my perfect MMO right there. Every time I think about how would I make raids and WoW better, I'd make them like Final Fantasy. How would I make dungeons better? Make them like Final Fantasy. How'd I make the story better? I'd make it like Final Fantasy. But WoW has a really strong gameplay uh, style. It has a really tight like feel to it when you're playing the game um, that is kind of second to none and dragon riding, you know, apparently lifted from guild wars too, but like that feels amazing. This expansion, there's a lot of great gameplay stuff in wow. So I try to avoid just going like, ah, just do what final fantasy does, but a little something where like, if you clicked it, maybe there would be some red like warning text and be like, Hey, we notice you're at this point in the story quest. You may want to complete this first Yeah, because that would be a flag to me that goes, Oh, I don't know what I'm doing and I'm just accepting all quests in the area, which is what you do in wow. I need to go finish this quest first. Yeah. I um, think, I think they may have just swung too far from the people don't like story gating, or at least that's been a big complaint from the wow community is like, I don't want to wait for story bits for me to keep moving. Or I don't want to do this on my alts, which is one of the big reasons they do it. And why final fantasy can get away with not doing it is because you do everything on one. Cause you have all the jobs you want to do with one guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's another interesting design choice though. Right. Like, we were talking on the Greg, the first Greg Street episode. I think this is where this came up. Maybe it was in their AMA, but somebody had said, "Are you going to let everybody make anything?" And it sounds like they're leaning more toward the WoW system of, you know, we want you to have a, a an important decision at the beginning of the game about who you're going to be generally and where you want to start and where you want to end up. And I'm not saying I disagree with them because I think it can be done right and done well, and WoW does it pretty well. But I like. I like the versatility of Final Fantasy saying, do you want to try all the jobs? Yeah. <laughs> Find the one you like the most, and, and that's where you'll spend most of your time and really maximize your $15 a month? That sounds better to me. Yeah, or they decide, like, what's happening with their new expansion, we're going to put in a class designed for John. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, I don't want to start all over again just to play that class. Instead, it's just like, oh, well, I'll just go pick it up, and that's what I'll be. It's also it's monetizable. Still, be, still like, be my character. Blizzard kind of monetizes this, so you can do changes of race and class. Can you class changes? Can you pay for those? I can't remember. No. You just buy a boost, and then now you, you can a buy class. a boost. So you can right. you can create a new character, buy a boost, and then boost that character up, which is effectively yeah class change. The Xantar in the chat said something weird. I have to bring it up. Wow's dragons don't look scary anymore. There's some dragon beef. You guys ready? Wow dragons don't look scary anymore. They look Disneyified. Um, wow dragons have always looked what they look like. If anything, they were scarier now. Like this expansion has more detailed dragons, especially in the main story stuff, and some of the big name dragons than ever in the game. So I think that's actually I would, backwards. I don't think the Wow dragons looked scary. I think they just were scary because. The ones that were in the game because they're dragons. used to be really would kill you or tough. You know, yeah, or, instead of giving you quests, they used to just you go up to them and they kill yeah. you. Immediately. Now they're commonplace, so they're not worried <laughs> about them. Like speaking from the hardcore perspective, where even a cobalt, like two cobalt, is like you shit your pants territory. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a fun little hardcore experience where somebody respawned too quickly while I was trying to loot a chest. That's the most frightened Wait, I've ever you, been in you've World been playing of Warcraft. Hardcore? I was like. 
Yeah, so I got, I guess I got to be really quick because I've been talking about WoW for a long time now. Sorry, I'm hogging all the WoW time. I'm also playing hardcore WoW. by so quickly, I didn't even see the time go by. Uh, I've also been playing hardcore WoW. I'm up to level five on a hardcore rogue. Uh, I still don't have any add-ons, so I feel like I'm missing out on some of the hardcore experience. I don't like know when people die and what they died from. So that's the first time I've been like, man, I got to get some add-ons. You get Deathlogs? No, yeah, I don't have the one. any of that. Okay, I got to yeah. get that. But yeah, I've man, <laughs> classic. Well, there is a lot of stuff I forgot about that game, and going from retail a level seventy retail rogue to a level one classic rogue. Oh boy, that was an adjustment. I'll bet. Um, <laughs> that was crazy. And uh, yeah, I I was trying to loot a chest next to um, if you've ever done the human starting area uh there's like some wine bandits i call them because they're in a vineyard oh and you gotta oh, you're, kill you're doing northshire you played a human yeah you gotta kill a oh so uh, we could get you a guild invite you're on skull rock yeah this is for the kyle and garrett thing oh okay. oh cool. i so, see putting your putting your wiener in a foreign vagina is that what's going on here <laughs> yeah that's um, what i'm doing <laughs> that's uh, definitely a phrasing <laughs> <laughs> that's that's <laughs> I, I probably could have come yeah, up with something. Ladies better, and like, gentlemen, a special guest star at today's core. We have Archer joining us. Yeah, I should have said dipping your toe in oh, another person's <laughs> pond or something, but um, for whatever reason, that came to mind. Right. But anyway, yeah, it is an adjustment, isn't it? It's like, oh, this doesn't it's play like that other crazy. game at all. Yeah. Missing how slow I move, because like with all my talents and all that in retail, wow, I'm actually faster when I'm stealthing than when I'm like unstealth. And like, Stealthing for the first time and at a snail's pace moving forward, I was like, what is this? Mm. Uh, and then I also forgot that they give you stealth, but they don't give you any reason to do it right away, which is one of the more baffling decisions. They're like, yeah, you can stealth. You're like, what What advantage does that give me? Nothing. Mm. <laughs> nothing. You're going to encounter nothing hostile and you have no better moves to use while stealth than you did before. Like you have to level up. Like once or twice more before you even get backstab, which you could use. Uh, anyway, WoW Classic is, uh, I'm having fun with it. Uh, it's terrifying. Classic hardcore because I am not an alliance player. Yeah. So I'm playing a version of WoW I haven't played in 19 years mm. on a faction that I didn't really play as on a difficulty where if I die, it's permanent. I'm yep. level five and it's been the most like, Sphincter tightening level five, five levels I've ever experienced. And I'm going to say zero to tens, nothing is it starts to heat up after level 10 in terms of don't do anything at level. Don't do any yellow quests. Yeah. You're a rogue. So I think mages and rogues to, in my mind have it like the most advantage. So you might be able to get out and escape a lot of hairy situations. Mm. But um, all that I want to say is just based on, you know, how enraging some of the experiences related to Warcraft you, you have been. I'm going to predict dying is not going to be very pleasant for you. Yeah. Um, and so make sure you get some meditation and Zen and, <laughs> and orient yourself. I've died several times now and, and um, it can, it, you, you put a lot of hours into it. It's not like a 10 hour thing, even like Diablo. Like you could, I spent, you know, a whole week, like 40, 50 hours to lose your character. It's pretty, it's pretty rough. But yeah. hopefully you won't die. So yeah, you, maybe you'll never die because of your desire. Slow to and die. steady wins the race, and also 
try not to fight more than two at a time, maybe, yeah. unless you've got teammates. Now, the one thing I will say is because you're on a server we're on, we have the guild, and people would be more than happy to pocket heal you and shit. So, yeah. um, you know, <laughs> just don't get the priest killed like I did. <laughs> if, if you, um, uh, how was I, what was I going to say? If you are, um, shit, I forgot what I was going to say. If you are shit. Oh, you know? <laughs> I, I was just going to say, maybe part of their support issues on retail are because they're spreading their already diminished support team between two versions of WoW now. I doubt they're separate teams, if I had to guess. Yeah. Could be. Uh, yeah. Could, like, I mean, yes, they have three. They have a lot more lines of business, if you think about it that way, just in terms of different serving different customers and having different versions of the product. Yeah, for sure. I think that's... That's. I think that's one of the things they were worried about when they first started thinking about doing it. It was like, oh, we got to support two of these, and we're not really getting paid twice. It's the same, pers- you know, subscription. Well, I thought maybe some of the implicit stuff was like, yeah, it's old stuff, but don't expect like us to move mountains to fix things. Oh, that's true. Old shit. Yeah, that's true. Like it's not, but it's not like they leave it alone. But they certainly, I'm sure, they're not the number of personnel on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless that changes, because I think I thought I heard like fifty percent of the player base plays classics, like some crazy big number. So they might have to. That'll even out when the new expansion hits. But yeah, that sounds right for now, especially now, well, like season of discovery, yeah, hardcore. Maybe like, I don't. I don't know. Because if, if, if season of discovery and hardcore weren't here right now, if this is just classic, no one's in there. Nobody cares. Uh, or, um, or the people that do are already there and they're playing and they like it. But yeah. these are two major things. For a classic game, of course, a ton of people are in those playing those. Like fifty percent well, of those. There's, there's now three versions, right? Or multiple. Like you've got classic, you've got wrath classic, right? Soon to be cataclysmic, and then I don't know if they still actually run Burning Legion. I don't think so anymore. I think it's just wrath classic. No, I think they've classic. shut all those down. They've yeah. got the hardcore servers. I think the hard there's only two hardcore servers. It's just like here you go, buddy. Like <laughs> have fun. Um, and now they got the season. Yeah, well, and the plus, season thing plus. feels like the path forward because I don't see Pandaria Classic happening. I just don't. I think they're going to do it, but I think the I think people I think they have enough people to cater to all tastes. Honestly, I I keep being tempted to say like anything after Wrath, nobody really wants. And like me personally, I don't even want Wrath and Burning. Like I just want Classic. You just want Classic. Like wow, yeah. I'm in there. I'm going to get my hardcore character to sixty. And then I'm going to be sort of done having climbed that hill. And then Season of Discovery, it's like it's for fun. And there's a lot of community around it. And it's fun to play with people. That's really what I get out of it is just so much excitement from all the viewers. Like they love it. And that makes me excited for it. Sure. Um, but yeah, I, I do commiserate a bit with you, Scott, when you're like, I don't want to play the old stuff. There's so many new games. Like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So like. Yeah. My time I always think of as like limited, like not small limited, but like I'm going to get in, do the stuff here, do the stuff there, and then I'm out. I got StarCraft to play, you know, that new hot new game. <laughs> the StarCraft. hot new game StarCraft, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, but the, the, there's a fireside chat for Diablo, so I'm excited to play some more of that. And, um, you know, lots of other games too, you know. So it's not just a, a But also people, stuff. I don't know if people are remembering this, but both Kata and, and Miss certainly Miss because Miss was when we got, a whole lot of big changes, but Kata had massive changes the way classes played and the things people complain about that they think they want in classic that are part of the modern experience. That was the transition to those things. So I don't think anyone's thinking about this yet, but when Kata classic lands and it's not part of hardcore or part of season of discovery or any, whatever that is in the future, 
mm-hmm. they're going to be in the zone of the game they think sucks. Because that's when it well, started to be different. That's when hunters didn't so, have to have uh, buy arrows. That's when we didn't have minimum distance to our mobs. Like all that stuff changed. I right think then. The, the the issue is like I think people would I I think everyone's different on this one. So I'm not trying to br- a brush with a broad stroke. Is that, brush with a I'm broad, trying to stroke with a brush broad, broad, stroke, broad but, um, a fresh broad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like <laughs> it's weird oh, when you rearrange the words. You know way. what? Forget Lake Run being on your tombstone. I want your tombstone to read, you don't have to stroke with a brush broad. Yeah, with a brush broad. I don't even know what that means. I don't either. Um, But um, what I wanted to say was I would definitely take the combat system and drop it in the class. Like, it's a trade-off thing. And I will, I will tell you, it's this. The world feels like an Elden Ring world. It's the best analogy. Like... You know, Elden Ring or Zelda, you know, it's like this journey of progressing through a large, seamless world, doing the quests and gathering items and making this slow progression. And I would rather have that in retail, but that doesn't exist in retail and it hasn't for a long time because it's all expansions. And expansions are great. This isn't uh, one is shit, one is good scenario. It's just we had game launch and then we've had nothing but expansion style content. And, you know. And I would prefer an experience more akin to the, like, that's why I say, wow, too. I'm like, keep the same engine, uh, like, like keep all the advancements, like, but just fast forward 300 years later, reimagine as much as you can as a Roth and give me a zero to 60. That's slow and takes months for me to get to max level yeah. and requires teamwork and, communication and all that like there's a vibe to classic wow and it's not i think the people playing it are not like oh yeah we hate i mean some people might be like that but it's like we hate all the modern advancements it's like no i just think personally i don't like the whole like race to level 10 in two days and then just do end game shit like that's you're kind of addicted to expansions. I'm going to say it like what three or four expansions and you're good time for new game. And we're up to 10, 10 now. Yeah. Well, the 10 will be the next one, I think, or is this one 10? No, I I think next one's 10. Our next one's 10, 11, and then 12. Like, I'm good. Like, or the war, you know, and I'm like, I'm in to check it out. Cause you know, medicine was really great and all that. And I like me some world of Warcraft, but, um, I don't like, 10 levels in a, and you know, they're big enough zones. Sure. But they're not a world and there's just a vibe. And that's what makes class. It's like, yeah, I don't like the old combat system. I'd for sure take drop new combat system in please. I think that's why I like the whole, that's why I like these alts that I've been doing. You're, you're helping me understand why I think I played those because I got GURP kind of as far as he can go. Other than I don't have time to raid all the time. Um, and so I'm like, let's go do some other stuff. Zero to Let's go zero to 60. And I did that. And I just prefer, like, I am with you, dude. If they figured out a way to transplant the way all these classes, characters, the way they animate, look, and feel, just move them to a six, zero to 60 environment that's hardcore, yeah. I would play that every effing day. That, so, so that's what the Church of Classic Plus is about. Church of Classic Plus is take original and remix, respawn, remaster, add to original vibe, but with all the advancements, you know, if it's all the advancements, I'm in a hundred percent. Like I'm in, I want to say classic plus means a lot of things to a lot of different people. So getting one definition 
is there, but like that's what the church the church is about pushing for this school of thought. Like, give me the zero to sixty, but you know, give me the, that's why there's like three hundred new abilities in classic WoW. Now. I just picked up my first one. I'm getting victory rush. I don't know what it does yet, but one of many, and everyone's excited to see like what what we can do with the classic vibe, but also make it modern. But I think if I had to imagine, and this is pure speculation, there's a lot of people internally at that company who don't get it. There's people who get it and people who don't get it. And there's a bit of a struggle to pitch it. And I think if people play and espouse it, more and more people will convert, you know, uh, from this mindset of being stuck in retail, not that we can't have retail, but I think retail should probably end with medicine's trilogy and and then they should be looking at WoW too. Maybe they will. Maybe that's it. Looking at new directions. So that's you may have just predicted what's going to happen because to me that makes the most sense. Why come in and do this three arc thing? You either you're either now saying, well, from now on we're going to have a three arc thing, and then do another three arc thing, and then another yeah. three arc. No, I don't oh. think they do. I think this is their way of saying we're doing this in three giant chunks. They're going to come out a year apart from each other. They're all going to be big, epic things tied together, and we're really going to have the most epic time we've ever had with this game. I wouldn't be surprised if at a BlizzCon in six years, they don't get up and go, welcome to WoW 2. I really wouldn't. I think you're on to something. When I pass, I would like to say I I finished World of Warcraft. Uh, you know what I mean? Do you like, want Lore just, Master where you got every quest that ever happened and that kind of stuff? You know, like, like, like I know there's going to be new Marvel movies, but like I saw it through to Endgame. Like, you know, I'm okay. Like I got, I got a, some level of closure on a leg of a thing that I was into. You know what I mean? And, and Metzen even said it, it would be great for us to get a conclusion to most of the stories that we've started like 19 years ago. And I was like, okay, I'm with you. But if we're just going to keep going on and on and on and on the treadmill i'm just like i'm you know it's not cool no. it's not a cool thing to do so I that's feel, yeah i think you're right and like when i say wow too i mean i might say like yeah get the unreal engine make it super graphical but if they announced it and it was like it's just all the current tech we've just we're fast forwarding 500 years later all the faces you know are gone and they're legends of the past and we're you know have a new cast of characters new adventures and like you talked about the comic reboots every now and then when things get out of control yeah they, they do over. a reboot right yeah. i mean we've been to shadowlands we've there's a big sword thing there's probably some weird <laughs> other stuff like you know i, I think we're, we're definitely at that point with this game where some just regular old i need to find Mankirk's wife is like i have an appetite for that i don't i'm, I'm kind of done fighting super gods you know what i mean yeah and uh yeah you've run whenever That's, when you get to a place where you've run your course it's time. And I feel like, I don't know why else you would say, here's a three epic thing. Like if I don't have any inside info on this and they would never tell me, but I think you have nailed it. I think that's what the plan you is. You said it. I mean, that's incentive. We got to bring this turkey home, you know? So I don't know. You he kind of did as much say that, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, you don't say we need to conclude the story without, you know, concluding the story. Now, that can mean a lot of things. Final Fantasy concluded its story, and now a new expansion is coming. And they're going on vacation. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's vacation. I'm sure sure it's going to be an expansion and not a new thing because, you know, that's easy. But Microsoft owns them now. Maybe, Maybe there's room for a World of Warcraft that plays on Xbox as well as plays on PC just as good and it's epic and included in your game pass or something, you know, uh, I'd love to have that thing on my, 
Steam Deck. I know you can do it. You, there's all sorts of jiggery ways to do it. I, I can't. Yeah. I can't there's there's a mod that. that adds controller support, which I had installed. Looks comprehensive and good. Like it's been around for a while, so you probably could install that. Probably could do it. Yeah. Deck. I know there's a way to get the game playing through the thing. I did that with Diablo, but I would love to have a. I would love an MMO, a good MMO on the go. That yeah. whatever it is, I'd, I'd be happy with it. Um, all right, uh, Bo, let's take a look at this clip. You almost died. You're now a level 20 warrior in <laughs> hardcore. Yeah, so we were playing in a group, and in um, Loch Modan, there's an area with 18, 19 elite ogres. Yeah. And there's a quest to do in there, you know, an elite do it with a party quest. And I wasn't sure, but that place is so densely packed with ogres. All it takes is one mistake to, like, overpull. Like one of the biggest dangers in the game is just overpulling when you're playing hardcore. Oops, overpull, wipe. Even one person wiping is bad too, right? You're trying trying to make sure nobody dies. It feels like the aggro distance is shorter, doesn't it? Well, I, the the remember there's all the old mechanics, so I think the aggro distance is uh, larger if you're lower level compared to the enemy. Because if you see, I think our a priest is the one that tagged. There's a named mob and two other bosses. We overpulled. I thought we were going to die. Yeah. You'll see Coronine here and get pretty low. But like, it doesn't look like much. Like, oh, it's just t- typical wow. But I was shitting my pants like through this whole thing. This is like, <laughs> oh my God. I think, uh, someone's going to go down and I'm going to feel bad. We And we're, t- this is why we're level 20 to 21. We had one at level guy. This is why you do things over leveled because you accidentally over pull and then die. But uh, hey, we did it, you know. Nicely and, done. Um, and see, we're doing it in a group. I'm tank. I got all the tank tools. I can take a lot of damage. And we got a priest. Pocket healing makes hardcore. You know, this felt like a raid or a dungeon going in here, even though it's not dungeon content. I'm so scared to go to dead mines. <laughs> <laughs> I um, thought that was it, that's what I say, that if, Sunday. If you hang out and play, you know, it's like we all play in a group and just do regular stuff in groups. And, you know, people have quests. They say, please, can I do this quest? And, yeah, sure, whatever, you know. Just, I thought you were going cool to do I thought Sunday was was your Deadmines attempts, no? That didn't happen? No. Or? Well, Saturdays are when I just play Hardcore WoW with the community, oh, right? Okay. Every Saturday. Um, and, like, I, I open up the Discord server. Even if you're not in the group, you can drop in, say hello. And, you know, we just it's just a social thing. Right. Um, if you're at level with me, you can join up in the group um, if we have room. And, um, and although this week it's Season of Discovery, not Hardcore. So we'll be playing Season of Discovery. And, uh, you know, if you do hop into the, the voice chat, just make sure to put push the talk on if there's a lot of you. Yeah. Um, and um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. that It was just a really scary moment, you know, doing that. But it's fun to coordinate with other people um, in the regular world. It's It adds a new layer of multiplayer that wow hasn't had in a long time because everyone just solos their quests and it's like half the quests i'm like i can't do this alone. <laughs> i'm gonna get killed yeah especially as a warrior yeah. warriors so the the death log statistics is like they have the highest death rate before 30 and then i think they really come online after 30 with damage oh that's good for john to so, know john are you aware of this with your rogue and you, you'll you'll be awesome at 30 no, what's warrior? Uh, I mean, oh, warrior. my goal is to get to twenty. So rogues are good, I... like all the time. Oh, okay, think. rogues are always yeah, good. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, that's why John chooses them. You can ignore. But trash. that's why the de- that's why Deathlog is good. There's a really big statistics panel, John, and you'll be able to see like heat maps where people die the most, and also like um, you know what what your, what your problem level areas might be, um, like for higher what, death what rates. What program are you using to get your add-ons? Because I don't even know how to do WoW add-ons uh, anymore. I do use CurseForge. I st- I was doing it manually, but you get it gets tiring, right? It was an yeah. update. Oh, great. Let me go manually download 15 yeah. CurseForge is still good. I don't know who owns it now, but it's fine. Yeah. 
So I, I, I went with Curse Forge and it keeps my stuff up to date. Okay. Yeah. And does quest, it does it parse well the like what is classic versus what is retail? I don't know because I guess only you don't played, know because you don't do retail. I haven't logged yeah. into retail, so I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I will say like Questy and Deathlog have been running on the season of Discovery and they're kind of they're kind of breaking a bit. Mm. Um, oh okay, but um, but it's fine. You can just turn them off. It's no big deal. Um, yeah, but uh, Questy is really good also for classic because you know there's no. Exclamation! You have no idea where the quests are in that game unless you. Yeah, like. classic has no markers. Uh, so Questy will just do that for you. You'll know where everything is and where to turn it in and where to get it, just like retail. So Questy's good. Voiceover is a big recommend because it's hilarious. And um, you can hear Thrall talk like this. Yes, I like. Uh, you I, can uh, do some quests for me. Oh. <laughs> I also really like X-Pearl. Um, I use it to keep my uh, life bar and enemy life bar close to my character so I don't act. It's very easy in WoW to ignore your health bar and forget that you're close to dying. Mm. So you need to keep that shit uh, real close. Yeah. <laughs> At least for me, within my peripheral view. Sure. Um, those are the those are the big ones. Uh, you may want to get a whip and swing timer, you know, if that's your thing. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I'm going to try and be pretty add-on free in general. Like, yeah, I don't no, know. I, I don't like, have a ton. I, Auctionator's still good for the auction. Makes auctioning easier. And, you know, that's about it. Like, those are my big, big recommends. Right. That absolutely used to be my nobody cares, but I'm going to brag about it anyway for World of Warcraft, was that I got Loremaster before they... Uh, made it easier to get. Wait <laughs> like a back when it was like back when Loremaster was do 678 quests in Kalimdor, but they didn't tell you what they were. They didn't tell you what zone you were missing them in or any of that. Yeah. Uh, and now they tell you where they all are and what they now are. Now they tell you exactly yeah. where you need to go and what quests. People who are like still have kept up and are still Loremaster up through Dragonflight, they blow my mind, those people. I don't know how you do it. I have quests in Dragonflight all over the place I never did. All you over just the take place. take the quest. I'll tell you how you do it. That quest you're ignoring. Yeah, you but you know how long it. it would take me to, let's say GURP, all right, who I've got, if I slash played on GURP, I'd be, I'd be scared. I don't even ever want to do it. But if I did that, yeah. I'd have to go, oh man, that might be fun actually. Do a stream where it's just nothing but, <laughs> all right, we're back to Trisfall Glades. Let's go talk to this undead guy and get the quest done that I never did before and, and slowly work my way up through Lore Master. That might be fun. There you go. That's yeah. kind of hardcore in, in a modern retail way, you know? It's not really. I mean, I'm just going to one-shot kill every freaking thing that I see, but um, or some of that scales now. I can't remember how they do it. Anyway, uh, awesome. Bo, I'm glad you didn't die. I'm glad your character lived. Yep, so I'm level 20, uh, but again, this we're not playing hardcore this week. Um, we're doing Season of Discovery on Saturday, so. All right. We've talked about WoW a lot. Now I'm <laughs> gonna I'm gonna change level. gears entirely, completely, 100 complete gear change, and tell you how much Guild Wars Two I played. <laughs> what the yep. what the f is wrong with Scott? Well, this is the thing I told you earlier in the week. You're gonna laugh at me, and I don't mind if you do. But uh, when Magus in our in our community had posted something in the core group about how they were running a sale as part of the autumn sale on Steam, where uh, the base game for Guild Wars Two on Steam is free. It's free to play now, but the the expansion still costs money. And they were all the the f- first two expansions were only seven fifty total, seven dollars fifty cents for both the expansions. And then the third and fourth expansions are uh, were like fourteen or something, some low other price. And I'm like, that's too good of a deal not to get that. 
Why wouldn't I buy those things? That seems like a good deal. What else am I going to do? Buy lunch? Come on, I can not eat for an hour. You know, whatever. So I did it. And damn it, Guild Wars 2 is a really good game. All right? Yeah. And it has an amazing leveling progress system thing. I've always loved it since day one. It's, you know, only improved and gotten better. Um, They've added some nice quality of life stuff. So if you had this second or third expansion for the 750, you automatically get a Raptor mount all, you know, early, uh, where it used to be, it used to be a whole, let's get all the way to 60 before we have any kind of mount kind of lifestyle in that game. But now you can have it right away. So there's a few things like that that make things more convenient, but for the most part, it's the same sort of experience. And I got so wrapped up into building characters. I have a 27, uh, what is he? Oh, a necromancer, level 27. I have a level 16 rogue, thief rather, they call them. They call them thieves. And I have a level 16, forgot the name of the class. It's some kind of weird magical sword bearer guy. Mesmer? No. Um, I can see it in the grid. It's upper upper right. Voker. <laughs> What'd you call it? <laughs> Evoker. Evoker, that's it. that's it. I'm an evoker. Is that it? Isn't that the wow one? Oh no, that you're right. They that is evoker. Evoker wow, now? you're right. You're right. It's not evoker. Mesmer. No. <laughs> I already guessed Mesmer. Definitely not Mesmer. Is it an enchanter. No. Chat guessed enchanter. No, that's a that's a master class anyway. It's one you have to work up to. What's it called? Base Mage. classes. A shit wizard. Shit wizard. Necromancer. Yes, I'm playing a necro. That's my level twenty-seven. Um, base classes GW two. Gandalf. What is it called? Hold on. Professions in WoW are in uh, Guild Wars 2. An elementalist. Revenant. A streaker. Revenant. A revenant. A now, he streaker. Can, <laughs> he can become a herald, a renegade, and a vindicator. These are like advanced specializations, but his starting stuff is is revenant. He's super interesting. I already had a ranger and a, uh, what do you call it, elemental, an elementalist on this server, so they're, they're sort of there, but I didn't play them. Anyway, I played a ton of that game, and I learned something. I learned what I like. The real Guild Wars 2 <laughs> was the friends you made along the way. <laughs> I think that game is really good. And um, it, is, it, it, it is what I've been craving lately. And I think it also explains my WoW alt problem, which is that I just, I'm in the mood for starting with nothing and working my way up, but not in a classic WoW kind of way. <laughs> it's hard to explain. Like you, It sounds like classic WoW would I be perfect. I would like classic WoW, <laughs> as long as it's not WoW. <laughs> as long as it isn't, like, I don't want to play old classes. I want to play classic WoW, but I want my new dudes in it. Uh, there's some kind of disconnect for me. I can't explain it. I can't explain it. But I'm here to tell you that Guild Wars 2 is still very good. And that game is uh, seems to be doing really well at the moment, and I'm glad to hear it. They just had a new expansion. People like it. They are kind of rad, so I'm going to keep poking around in there. I'm not doing anything super serious. It's all solo stuff, just you know, building characters and experiencing story and, and, and working my way through the, the zones. And I love how they do just, you know, the, the work in that game is not talking to some guy who gives you quests. It's I've walked into an area where a bunch of shit needs to be done. And if I get that done, I'm going to get a bunch of XP for it. So I'm going to do that. It's a different approach, and I like it. The game is cool. That's all I have to say about Guild Wars 2. All right, and I, buddy. And I think the sale's still going on if you're interested, everybody who wants to get it. 
Uh, I also played Wildermyth again. We talked about this a year or two ago already. Uh, I'll just mention it again because what a delightful thing to have on a Steam Deck when you're just on the couch chilling. Um, man, that game is cool. I became a real comfort game for you. That seems to pop up a lot in yeah. your like random plays. Yeah, it does. And I I think it's because um a lot of variability every time you play, I imagine, right? I think just that's the, yeah, that's the big part of it, but also just their ability to say to give me a story that feels new and fresh every time I do it. And I think the combat's really fun and inventive. Um I I I, I predicted in twenty twenty one when it came out when we first started talking about it that there would be a hundred games that took that idea and made it better or, 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 you know, put their own spin on it. And there really hasn't been anything quite like it, which really bums me out because I'd love more of this. I'd love to see it iterated upon. Not as easy to make as vampire survivors. No, it takes a weekend, at least two weekends to get this one. At least maybe three. Uh, (laughs) Oh, I'd say that's probably years of work, honestly. Yeah. It's a big, it's a big whoop this game, I think. And, and it's, it's, uh, it's disarming at first because you see it and you're like, oh, there's, it looks visually, it's like, oh, it's like paper craft. And, you know, they didn't go too crazy with, uh, with the presentation. But when you realize the layers of complexity, you then realize why they went with paper craft. Because anything more would have been impossible, like to build a big yeah, 3D you, world. You need like a team of artists to work for five years to build up all the assets of variety to make it all work. Yeah, right? it would have been insane. It's a small team, yeah. So and I they, think it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, and they pulled it off with so much less. It's such a cool game. Wildermyth is amazing. I think maybe I need to give it a reinstall. I know I was pretty hard on the fact that it looks the way it looks because I just don't love the style. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I also didn't give it a full try through to the end. You know, sometimes you're like, I hate this. Then you get to the end of a game and you're like, you know what? It's totally fine that this thing I don't like because the juice, the juice in this berry is in a different spot, you know, and Mm -hmm. that juice is delicious. Yeah. It's very good juice. I'm a fan of the juice and you guys, and I don't mean OJ Simpson. All right. Just for the record. Uh, They used to call him that. Hey, John, you also played Stray Gods, the role-playing musical. I think you talked about this before, but you didn't have a lot of time in it. So, I did. So it was gifted to me right before the show uh, from a listener named Alex, um, who thought I would dig this game. And I loaded it up and I was a little concerned for a minute because while I thought the art was nice, it's somebody clearly kind of aping, uh, what's her name? Fiona Staples. Mm. Is that the saga artist? Yeah. Oh, Fiona. I love her work. Yeah, it's it's I don't think it's her, but it's someone definitely inspired by her work. Um, I liked the art style. It's got a great voice cast. Uh, The game is written by David Gator, who did a lot of uh, Bioware writing Um, Mass Effect, like one and two Dragon Age type stuff. Um, So it's got a lot of talent behind it, but it started and it just felt very uh, visual novel right out of the gate. Mm. And it kind of is to a degree like it is kind of a low budget. I mean, visual novel style, like telltale game almost is what it feels like. Um, It's a lot of still images that just sort of morph to the next still image. Um, And it is a, a narrative game where occasionally they break out in song. So if you've ever seen that episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer where everybody's singing this that basically inspired this entire video game. Oh, weird. Um, okay. Now, the Don't singing is in universe like they are aware of the singing. It is incorporated into the story. It's not 
inexplicable singing, like a lot of musicals where it's like, I'm going to kill people and put them in pies, but I'm going to sing about it. Like, like they know they're singing and it actually tells a very uh, interesting story, light spoilers coming up, but basically the, the initial bit of the story is that you kind of meet, uh, you know, by fate or whatever uh, you meet a, you meet Persephone um, the muse Persephone, and then she, you, she ends up getting murdered, and you get blamed for her murder, and you have to prove your innocence. Uh, but you now have her power, and um, you can use it in your own way. And a lot of the big decision making happens during a song where it gives you kind of different styles of songs that you can sing. To kind of shift the narrative one direction or another. Uh, for example, one of the first big musical numbers is deciding whether or not you want to go it on your own, whether you want to bring your friend or whether you want to trust this new guy that showed up. Yeah. And uh, it's cool. Like, it's one of those things where I got it and I was like, ah, this, this is, I see where somebody would think this is for me, but maybe it's not going to be for me. And I very quickly found myself pulled in and like, if I didn't have to go work on core show notes and do other things in prep for core, I would have stuck with it and kept playing more of it. Cause I did, did wait until the last second to play it. Cause mm. I was playing 800 different versions of world of Warcraft this week. <laughs> I was going to say, um, would you even have any disk space left after all that? Cause geez, <laughs> no. but it is really, really good. And the singing is good. The voice cast is all very, very good. Um, like again, a lot of talent behind this and, uh, I think I'm going to stick with it. Like narratively, it's got its hooks in me and I'm curious to do this little murder mystery where everybody occasionally will just start singing about how they feel like it's extremely weird, uh, but I'm I'm kind of in for it. So uh, I'm having a good time. All right. There you go. Stray Gods, the role playing musical is the full title. Everyone grab it. How much is that on Steam? That thing? 20 bucks, 24 bucks. Uh, I don't know. It was gifted to me, but I can find out. I have the resources to find this yeah, it's, out. It's, right. it's a modestly priced one. I can't remember off the top of my head. Not uh, crazy, but it is currently $30. Okay. All right. Yeah. Sounds like an interesting take. I do like the art. It looks good. It's yeah. Very and it looks like staples. they, they also, you can buy the soundtracks for it and it looks like they uh, package the soundtracks based on the choices you make. Um, so they're, they do color code their choices a little bit where like green is kind of the nice choice. Red is sort of the going hardcore choice. Blue is supposed to be more your sneakier, more thoughtful choice options. And the soundtrack adapts depending on which, uh, option you take. Um, so, you know, red choices tend to be a little more rocker type vibes to the song. And so, uh, yeah, it seems like they sell multiple versions of the soundtrack to go with what you want, uh, but that also is just reflected in the gameplay. Hmm. So okay, any it's uh, any uh, eat. Eat, like sexy time in this game? It looks like one of those kind of games where you can uh, get a scene. I don't think so. Um, although there is like a character that I was able to pick heart options for when I was talking to them, so maybe. But I like. I don't think this is a porn game. Okay. <laughs> Just uh, like, it uh, doesn't mean there's yeah. not nudity or sex in it, but it doesn't seem based on. It's not a porn that. game. Like, uh, like, um, Baldur's game. Yeah. They yeah. call it uh stray. Yeah, like, stray. It wouldn't be called stray gods. It'd be called uh stray rods. 
the pole playing nuts. musical. The, oh my god! <laughs> Lord Scott, the pole playing. Musical. I'm in a mood. I'm in a mood. All right, um, <laughs> moving on. That sounds awesome. Uh, Bo, you played Star, right. StarCraft Two: Wings of Liberty, the brand new hot RTS sensation. Yeah. Well, I was playing it last week, so I finished the campaign. Now I already had ninety eight percent of the achieves and stuff from that. So the only thing I have to do is the stupid arcade machine get like five hundred thousand points, and I'm I'm just I'm not here to play that game. I'm here to play StarCraft. Yeah, but, um, I understand. Yeah, so I moved right along into uh, Heart of the Swarm. Played through the campaign this week as well and finished it. Wow, <laughs> Heart of the Swarm is awesome. Um, it's yeah, that game is just so good. I mean, it's just great that you have this game that has a ton of content that's super fun. Like, it's almost a shame that I've played it before. It's not a shame, but, you know, yeah. experiencing it for the first time, like, now nah, would be so great for people if you like RTSs and stuff. Do you think that game would have um, been a bigger... Well, whatever. It's a huge game, so it's, it's all a matter of relativity here, but do you think that if it had launched as one big three-campaign game and not separate... Th- you know, releases like originally planned. Do you think that would have made a difference to your I, enjoyment I of it or success? It, or I mean, I, I'm sure they sold, they, they definitely made more money doing it this way than just having one game. Right. It's gotta be probably true. true. I assume so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, were they 49 each? I think was the deal. <laughs> yeah. The like, I, I mean, at this point, you know, it's just one of those things where a game's only as old as, uh, you know, like when you've played it, right? Or when you're playing it. So it's like, it, it, this could be a new release for someone and it's fine the way it is now. Especially those games like go on sale for like Black Friday and stuff like that too. Like you'll get, you'll get a good deal on this game now if you wait and then buy it all. So yeah, sure. I think, uh, no, I, I, yeah, I'm just enjoying the, the crap out of it. I think the story is really well told. I know Metzen was talking about it in one of your interviews with them too. Just like there's sort of some personal connection to the Kerrigan tale in particular and like playing the games all in one go really sort of, you know, it's like years between campaigns and probably most people listening didn't even play Legacy of the Void even if you bought it. <laughs> I'm oh, guessing. I loved Legacy of the Crazy. Void. That might have been my yeah. favorite of the bunch. I liked them all, but I really like Legacy of the Void. Yeah, Legacy of the Void, is, I remember playing, and it's also good. Um, so I'm just looking forward to I'm going to, I mean, might as well do the, the, the run and get that third one done. And, uh, you know, that'll be my playthrough of the campaign. That's also one of my top five uh, cinematic openings of all time is the Legacy of the Void cinematic. So good. Oh, yeah, the, that cinematic's amazing as well. Yeah, no, it, it, that's a good one. Damn. But just... Yeah, they're all good. Like, even you get back to the Terran campaign, and it's all machine. Like, the vibe they've constructed for the Terrans, where everyone's, you know, like a cowboy, mm. and nobody's a good guy. Yeah, like, it really sort of strikes you um, when they the way these characters are written. Like, Rainer's the good, the hero, but, like, he's, you know, he's not a good, he's not, he's done bad stuff, too, right? Like he murders tons of people. He's the leader of a military. He's got... He wouldn't say I'm some hero, I'm some angel, right? He's he just wants to see Manx pay for what he did. That's all he lives for, and mm-hmm. you know his love for Kerrigan. Yeah, and uh, it's actually a really, I think, a well written, you know, game story, and uh, it's like good to go back and appreciate it, like all in sort of one swoop. Especially the, those first two, because it really is a Rainer Kerrigan kind of deal. The third one barely. Yeah, it touches on that. Kerrigan does come back because they got their Amon shit to do, but like, uh, you know. Yeah, it does veer off well, some. One and two are more connected uh, story-wise. 
Yeah, three's really good though. I'm I'm glad. It's fun to see you do these. Yeah, no, Starcraft's great. I just I love Star. I love playing Starcraft. I'm still watching Starcraft. I'm just I'm a little concerned, but you know I might be getting into Starcraft esports. Maybe I'm sure I'm going to get my ass kicked a couple times and be like I'm out. <laughs> it was a, it was a fun idea, but but um, you know I, I'm just still keeping it in my my periphery. It'll get you ready play. for Stormgate, okay. right? Because that's coming soon. Yeah, well, that's. Yeah. I mean, I'm just. I miss the esports side of things. Like, you know, I, I was always. I mean, I'm the guy, right? I'm the Heroes of the Storm guy. I was the ringer back in the day. Like, right. I'm, you are. I, that's. I like to play games, get better at them, and play them competitively. It's fun, and I've always shied away from StarCraft because that's for you know real champions, right? Like, you know, I'm just like MOBAs are a step down in difficulty than than this game. But I'm starting to. You know, just feel it's just feeling a void, I think, for me a little bit of like I don't have an esports game I like, you know. Mm. Legacy and, of the void, uh, filling your void. I like that. Yeah, that works. It's the legacy of my void. Yeah, Bo's void. You don't want to look directly into Bo's void. Wear sunglasses. All right, touch the void. That is uh, that is great. We're now going to take a break. When we come back, we got a few news items this week that we're going to talk about. Some brief stuff, nothing too crazy. We also have an email. We have a call that I can't explain. If that intrigues you. Is it Crofton again? <laughs> no, it's not him. Okay. <laughs> no no diatribes from Crofton this week, but uh been fun this last week to listen to everybody uh, either be pro-Crofton or anti-Crofton. Yeah. yeah. But like, just, uh, you know, don't feel bad. Continue ignoring him in the Discord chat. I know he pops in every now and then and tries yeah. to like get some attention. So, yeah. and then people just resume their conversations like they don't <laughs> care. And so just keep... That's the right thing to do. Keep doing it. It is that. absolutely yeah. the right thing to do. Um, all right. We're going to take a break while we're gone. Uh, uh, we won't be long. For everyone at home, it'll be immediate. You'll barely notice that we are gone, but we're going to go pee and stuff, get fresh water, all that sort of stuff. So come back shortly. We'll be right back. We're back, everyone. Thanks for hanging in there. And uh, it's time for us now to talk about some, well, some news stories that we think are worth talking about. <laughs> That's the wrong one. I'm on the wrong tab. <laughs> it's a me, ma. <laughs> that wasn't it at all. Why? Why? Before he got stuffed out. Yeah. It's a me, ma. It's a me, ma. Uh, it's a me, ma. All right. We're going to talk about a couple of things that uh, went on during the week. It's been slow, uh, but interesting stuff. Today, there was news that dropped that the upcoming Baldur's Gate 3 patch is so big that the dev recommends uninstalling the entire game. Basically, it's a 30 gig update. But, oh, I didn't realize that. Oh, it was that big. I installed it today. Yeah, yeah and they need 160 yeah, to install it. So it needs working space of 160 to even install it. So they're just saying uninstall, reinstall might be faster for a lot of people. Um, no, I'm like, well, what the hell's in this thing? And it turns out there are almost 6,000 new lines of dialogue and an entire epilogue being added to the game. Yeah, they added an epilogue yep. after you beat the final boss. I'm like, oh, shit, time to play the game again. Yeah, <laughs> yep, I'm feeling the same way. And they added a new difficulty. So if you want it to be harder, uh, it's the there's never been a better time to experience Baldur's Gate 3 than right now. Because yeah. uh, not only did they add another uh, difficulty, uh, a higher one. Um, but they also uh, are doing a mode where you can customize your own campaign rules. Oh, so you can pick a bunch of little individual tweaks here and there to kind of, you know, if you have some table rules or some stuff you don't like, 
Uh, they're going to throw that in there. It sounds like the big addition to the the new highest level difficulty is that they are giving bosses legendary actions. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah that's cool. Really, that, okay. <laughs> Look at so Bo, cool. he's excited. Yeah, I, these guys rule, dude. This game is game of, game of the year 15 times over. 15 Sorry, times I'm not going to bring that back up. But, no, it's um, fine. We're about to find out in, what, the 7th? Is that the day? Yeah. Yeah. The worst kept secret of the year, what at least two of our three uh, game of the years are. Yeah. This they they added win. a new fight, too, I was reading uh, in there. Um, also, another big one that jumped out was just uh, Act 3 is going to have performance improvements, which it very much needs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's good, too. We um, should also get an actual December date for the Xbox version on the Game Awards. The plan is we'll, we'll actually hear when that is. And I was reading through the notes too, and it said like it, it would add lines and add stuff after like various uh, romances and actors. I'm like, I don't know what any of this is. <laughs> like, like you'll play the game and still haven't experienced like you know over half of what they made to put in the game because you didn't choose certain options and stuff. It's yeah. crazy. Six thousand additional lines almost. I mean, that's and a it lot. It sounds of like Minthar is in a good place now because I think romancing her was kind of rough. Um, she was missing lines of dialogue and stuff like that. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Now she'll just yeah, say, that, was it good for you? Had me a cigarette. Now she'll say that. Well, she's pretty rough. Like, you kill all the druids and tieflings, mm-hmm. and then she'll bang you and then leave you. She's like, I'm going to the tower. Bye. And Jeez. I'm like, what? Wait, you're not going to hang out with me still? I'm like, okay. Bo likes to snuggle, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, you also like to romance it. every character in the game, but still, it's all well, right. I, but, I, but on my evil playthrough, I'm like specifically targeting her because she's the only character you don't really get on an evil playthrough because mm-hmm. you, it involves, you know, genocide. And yeah. a lot of players just naturally don't do that. <laughs> they don't kill an entire grove of druids, uh, peace loving druids, and, um, uh, um, tieflings, right? Like innocence. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to whatever the hell that is. That sounds great. That's huge. Yeah, I'm going to reinstall. A lot of these are, are things. Um, a lot of these are things that I like. My, I really one big complaint coming out of the game, and this seems to address a lot of those. Uh, even just seeing things like improved companion reactivity when making the decision before the final boss fight. That was one area where I felt like. There's definitely a little narrative not caring. It felt like a lot of really big decisions were being made and people were like, what are you going to do? You just do what you got to do, I guess. And uh, I'm really excited about it. These these patch notes are hilarious. Like, uh, I I love how they have uh, spoilered out some of them. There's one about a particular companion that will no longer take damage when thrown that I find particularly hilarious. But <laughs> I have to go read them. They have deemed it a spoiler, and thus I will deem it a spoiler as well and not say. But um, is that's this the kind of stuff I love to stuff? See. Something I read today said this is the last. This is them putting the game to bed. Other than you know bugs down the road or stuff, they'll do patches for it. But they're not. This is it. They're not adding anything new. I don't know if that means no expansion plans. I don't know. Well, Maybe expansion they, would be something new. Yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? So yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're right on to whatever the next game is, which I hope is a science fiction game. I'm sure it isn't, but I want it to be. I love this world and these characters so much that, like, even though I tend to be of the, like, ah, oh, yeah, let's see what's next, I, I kind of hope for an expansion. Because uh, 
as final as things had been, I'm just, I don't know if I'm ready to say goodbye to all these characters just yet. You know, the one thing I don't think we've said enough about them, and maybe we'll say it again at the awards, but they took one of the most um, groundbreaking and important RPGs in the history of video games, the Baldur's Gate series, the series that really launched Bioware. Forget about where they are now, but you know, the early days. <laughs> yeah. And they put, and they capped it so well and so perfectly on this far other end of that series. It's kind of, I wish I could go back to my 1992 self and just give them a sneak peek of what, what we'd have all these years later. Cause it's really pretty special. Anyway, grats to them and uh, can't wait to reinstall the game because I'm not going to have enough disk space to do that patch. Um, all right. Remnant 2 hits Game Pass, a surprise Game Pass edition. Remnant 2. John's uh, John fawned over this game not long ago. Yeah, and um, I'm excited. I'm actually going to play Remnant 2 now because I have no excuse. You should. It is a great game. It is one of my favorite games of the year. And uh, it. One of the this year, we didn't really get into the who beat more games between Scott and I. That was more of a last year joke. Yeah, that was a 2022 um, piece of would have now, been, we, now we just assume you're gonna win. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> but would have been a tighter race this year. I'll say that. Yeah. It absolutely, this year would have been a race because I have not beaten that many games, but I did complete Remnant 2, although there is now DLC that I have not. Did you finish but, Final Fantasy 14 this year as well? Isn't that a 2023 yeah, you finished choice. that one. No, that, that was uh, that, that was last year. This year, yeah. Really? No, that was wow. this year. Final. F- oh, 14. I think you meant 16. 16. Oh, 14. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 16. Yeah. yeah, 16 this year. Sorry. Um, it's easy to get all these mixed up. <laughs> to be honest. So you're gonna finish running it too? I I did. I do need to get the DLC. Um, yeah, if you can't DLC, cool. you gotta do that. And it is expanding on what I think was uh, a real highlight. Um, I would say. For me, it was the last stage of the game, but it's not the last stage of the game for everybody. So um, it was one of my favorite worlds. Uh, It's expanding on that and kind of that narrative. I thought that was a real highlight. So it's good they're building off the stuff that I thought was so so good to begin with. But yeah, play play Remnant 2. If you got Game Pass, play that game. I'm totally going to. I forgot to mention I beat Lil Gator Game, the one I talked about last week. Yeah, did it make you cry? Yeah. That game is a yeah. gut wrench, gut wrencher. It's so it's the cutest, funnest, wholesomest, greatest little game. It's wonderful. Cannot recommend it enough. It's not super long. I think it was maybe six hours. Worth every every minute, and it was worth the price. It was fantastic. Uh, all right. Also, SteamWorld Dig, just as a reminder, hits tomorrow on all platforms and is on Game Pass tomorrow. So SteamWorld Dig, finally get a dig into that thing. I'm actually really looking forward to that. I think Wait, that may be the first thing. SteamWorld Dig? SteamWorld Dig. Not Dig. Sorry. SteamWorld. What's it called? <laughs> I was like, it's finally coming out. out. That game has a sequel. Not Dig. <laughs> I beat, I played both Dig games and beat them. That's not what I mean. What's it called? SteamWorld Land. What is it? Hi, not High Build. SteamWorld Build. It's the city ah, builder okay. thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the City Builder thing they got announced earlier in the year, and it is... Oh, there's already an IGN review up. What did they say? Uh, They gave it a... Let's see. They gave it a good score. Uh, Simple but fun City Builder cleverly combined a dungeon-constructing miner that keeps things uh, quick and casual. I'm in. I'm all in. Let's play. Uh, That'll be tomorrow. And that is also coming to Game Pass. So uh, Game Pass PC and I think console. Not sure, actually, on that. 
Uh, what else? Netflix Gaming got the GTA Definitive Edition trilogy for some reason. Well, I know the reason. Netflix paid to have some some exclusivity mobile stuff going on with that. But this is the one. This is the version of the games that were, uh, and we're talking about GTA Three, GTA Vice City, and GTA San Andreas. They were remastered last year, if you remember, to a lot of consternation. They were buggy as hell and problematic for PC users and others. Um, apparently, that's mostly been fixed, and now they're now coming to mobile with controller support as part of Netflix Gaming's thing. So you, on Android and Apple uh, iOS, you can go download these GTA games and play them at your leisure if you are a Netflix subscriber. It's part of their whole weird mobile game thing. Which seems to be working out for them. They're starting it slow and they're building on it over time. I actually think it's at least interesting that they're doing this. Uh, and then we got to look at the Fallout series coming to Amazon Prime. Did you guys see these photos? What did you think of what you saw? Because I'm it's got Walt stoked. and Goggins in it. Like that's usually all it takes to at least get my attention. Yeah, so. look at him with his nose gone. What's he called? Ghoul or something? Uh. Although he looks too happy for a person that looks like that. Well, I think this is a behind the scenes deal. So no, Oh, okay. Like, so they're just like, hey, we're going to take a picture of you. And he was like, all right. Yeah. These are just like <laughs> happen to be production stills. But look at these, like, look at the armor on the uh, Brotherhood of Steel stuff. And like, I, I don't know, dude. I'm, I'm kind of jazzed about this. The, the no face ghoul face thing. Yeah. Ghoul's the name of the character, the bounty hunter, right? Whatever his name is. Um, that's a four. Is that three or four? That character, because that's uh, a, that was three. Okay, right. I, I think I don't know actually. I get the feeling this is set in the three. The three. The the three zone is where we're gonna get most of this. But dude, I'm beyond excited. I can't wait. I hope it's not. I mean, bad. I hope it. Yeah, I hope it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Look no, at that, it looks. Look at the power armor. Look at these dumb guns. Oh. This is what I want. They're keeping the aesthetic. I'm curious, you know, like how it looks in motion, how it looks in practice. Are they going to be doing a weird filter thing <laughs> to all of this? Like, how's it going to be shot? Like, I want to see a trailer. I want to see how the game or not the game, how the show actually looks in motion. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I'm intrigued. Yep. Look forward to April 2024, everyone, for the premiere of Fallout, the television mm. series. That's it's also, almost as far away as Furiosa. It's true. Ugh, don't remind me. I can't wait. Steam VR news. This is, uh, I'm glad you put this in here, Bo, because uh, I I posted about it earlier and it's kind of a big yeah, deal. I got, I, I got pinged a couple times about this. Yeah, yeah the, so I guess Steam, actual Valve Steam, released a client that runs inside of your Quest. It's in the Quest store. So you take your mm. Quest 3, run that app, and now you're basically doing remote link play to all Steam VR. And from what I've heard, everything works really well so far. So Valve's usually got a pretty high quality bar in terms of like when I run Steam VR, it's always a much more pleasant experience than the Oculus PC um, environment. Right. I would say the Quest environment's pretty good though, like the, just the Quest standalone. But like, so my comment on this was, this is already possible using AirLink, but you'd have to log into the Oculus environment and then log into the Steam VR environment. So you're three environments deep at this point. Yeah. Um, so it's, I think it's a lot of hassle. So I think releasing this will reduce the amount of uh, friction 
just to get your headset connected to your PC. And then, um, so I think that's a good thing. And then it, that's obviously great for Valve because then they can sell you stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like it's easy, like you can buy things uh, and it's easier. So I haven't tried it yet. We just, news of this just came out today. But there's, there's also the possibility it runs better. Like the Valve environment stuff has been really, really good. So, yeah. Early reports yeah. are that it runs really smooth and well. And, yeah. and some of the features of the, uh, the the headset like you know hand, um controllerless hand tracking and all that is translating really well like all that stuff's just working so that's good oh that's an interesting angle actually because you when you do log into the pc i don't know if you can use i think you have to use controllers yeah they like they i and think this if they have that. a native app you might not need the controller so the controllerless control is actually pretty good yeah for good uh, you things. know like it's yeah so i'm actually um, I'm actually really curious about that. Yeah. So thanks valve for doing stuff, I guess. I think this is also a flag, um, uh, hailing if they were really intent on running competing hardware, I don't know if they make a move like this. Mm-hmm. Like this is very, this is a very Xbox move. So this seems like, Oh, we need to have a foothold. Like we'd like to have a foothold in their ecosystem. You think that's a white flag of them saying we give up on trying to? Yeah, make I don't know if it's a, a full thing. white flag, but I don't think it's definitely like if you're going to go hard in the market with a competing product, I don't know why either party would agree mm. to this, right? Because there had to have been a phone call. Like Steam just didn't put it up and not talk to Oculus, right? I think it was Gabe. So. I think Gabe called him. And yeah, I mean, there's lots of people who work at the company. Maybe it's Gabe. I don't know. I, I don't know. But I think there's a conversation that goes, hey, we're, Steam, we're Valve. We'd like to put our Steam link directly in your store. What do you guys think? And Quest might be like, uh, you guys are a competitor. We want people to buy metagames. Can't you see every day the news is reporting that we're losing money? Yeah. <laughs> like, we don't want people to buy your Valve games. But, you know, I think Quest is, they're like, yeah, sure, come on board. We need to, we want to produce all the value we possibly can to stop people from cringing at the idea of owning a VR headset. Mm. Um, another thing too, I saw on a Linus tech tips video. So I, you know, I think it's an okay source of info that quest two sold like 20 million, um, units. Yeah. Which that's a lot. That's yeah. a, that's a, you know, that's I don't know if it amount. competes on console, but that's a fair, that's a big install base. And I think quest three is going to be a hot Christmas product this, mm. uh, this year. Mm. So, I don't know, man. You know, five, ten years, every household might have one of these things kicking around. We might finally have some good stuff. And I think Valve coming over enriches. I think the Quest is it. I think the Quest is is they're doing it. I don't know why they keep losing money on the R and D, but long term, I think I think Zuckerberg's gonna gonna be proven out. Go win out with this one. Mm. I think so. I mean, it's the most affordable. When you think of buying a VR headset, what do you think of like Quest? Oh, yeah. You're not buying a two thousand dollar. Even that little uh, big screen has a tiny VR headset. Mm-hmm. I think that's even more expensive, and it's just for watching movies. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah, yeah so they, I don't they, think anyone will get you cheaper than. Yeah, than I, think, that. I think you're right. Now, side question: If Gabe Newell does call you, does his beard do this the whole time? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, is it just yeah. annoying to talk to the guy? Like on the, phone? the cell phone? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It does that on the cell phone. Gotta be, dude. But he seems like a headset guy. So maybe. Totally forgot to mention. I got it. I can't even believe I forgot to say this. It's just reminding me of it. So they did the anniversary edition of uh, Half Life. They improved the client, put it up there fresh, whatever. 
I decided to download that thing and play some Half-Life 1. I did too. Oh, nice. I didn't know if I needed to talk about it because, again, it's Half-Life and it's It's a known quantity. Yeah. We but just dude, talked about like World of Warcraft, 19-year-old yeah. game. Yeah, we'll that's true. But, dude, I am telling you right now, I guess it's the same age. I came out in... No, that was... Half-Life 2 came out in 04, so they're, those two games are the same age. But Half-Life 1 and 98, that game is still great is still kind of tense and also hilarious, dude. The scientists at the beginning all walking around. Hello, Gordon. Hello, Gordon. Welcome back, Gordon. I'm Don't expecting a ch- an important message, Freeman. Ah. <laughs> Freeman? <laughs> the one that calls him Freeman is totally Skeletor Jr. Um, I, I, had, I played as far as like where everything breaks down and we start getting head crabs and everything. And I thought, I should stream this and, yeah. and go through it like historically. Like... My favorite scientist is the guy that sounds like he's got marbles in his mouth. <laughs> it's like, it's about to go critical. And they just dupe them. So there's 15 yeah. guys that look just like him. And the other yeah. white-haired guys, like uh, they're everywhere. Like That's the real story of Half-Life. How did we clone all these scientists? They don't really tell us. <laughs> yeah, it's strange. Uh, it was fun to go back in there, though. And the sound effects, they just immediately came back to me, came rushing back to me. I don't know how to how to really. There's an indelible also, stamp they put on their game, yeah. so when you play it, you know you're playing a Valve game. You know? Hell yeah! Here's an interesting trick: they reuse the same scientists over and over again, but yeah. they're definitely supposed to be different scientists because they get brutally murdered constantly. Right? They have names but too. Some of them. Somehow, yeah. despite the fact that they constantly reuse scientist models, we all knew that that G-man was just one guy. <laughs> yeah constantly showing up everywhere, constantly in places. How could he get here? We always knew that he was just one dude and they never made any, like you just saw him and you were never like, Oh, another one of those guys. Yeah. It was like, no, there's only one of him, but maybe every scientist, no, nah, it's just a difference. Maybe that's how they pulled maybe it off. The whole pile of people. Well, yeah, I guess. I mean, there are, there are things in the story. I've seen him wonder. in VR. He's very striking. I'll bet he is. But the thing is, though, in Half-Life 1, it helped illustrate his uniqueness by having all these dupes. Yeah. yeah. Like, even though that was felt more like a, a, a limitation of the tech at the time or a way to conserve resources or whatever, it had the, abil- it had the effect of being like, oh, wait a minute, blue suit guy, very different than the rest of you. Wonder what his thing is. And I'll tell you what. The intro, which I still think is one of the all-time greats, is you in that train, that that thing, whatever, the light rail train thing that's going through the facility and, and going deeper and lower, and you're seeing activity off in the sides, and you're running around while it's doing it, and the voice is going, here at Black Mesa, zubba zubba doo da do, you know, all the stuff they say, still totally works, man. It transported me back. I felt like I was in something new and fresh again. It's so cool. What a great game. I might play through it on stream. You should. Um, I think you should. Because there's some cheesy there's some cheesy bullshit in there too. It's great. Uh that's it for the news. That's all she wrote. Oh, and yeah, um sorry. Just on that half life note, if you get through half life one and you feeling like you want to play half life two, you can play it in your VR headset. I recommend I would I think I might I die if I did that. that. It's scary. It sounds scary as hell. You should stream that too. You should stream it. When is the when is the graphics? It's not that scary. Half Life Alex is scary. Half Life Two is not that bad. Like okay. not even close. Even with a headset on. Like Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. those yeah, guys it's, it's it's like an equal measures goofy and weird video game as it you know, Alex is kind of designed to be freaky. It has like very 
scary levels. Everything's so low poly in Half-Life 2. It's not that scary. That's It'll true. I can, I, I'll play with you, man. Give me a call. I'll hang out with you. Let me ask you this, though, about the well, VR I'll do it John. I'll be your... Um, You'll be my guy? Uh, Ed Crab support specialist. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a great name for today's show. We're changing the title to... Yeah, well, not, everyone's going to come in expecting Half-Life and have to wait two and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you call it? Head crab what specialist? Head crab support specialist. Support specialist. That's going in. That's wonderful. All right. Time for emails. That's a good question. Well, it's an email and then a call that I need help with. So let's do it in that order. Uh, the email is uh, was sent to us at talktothecourtgmail.com. You can also text us at 801-471-0462. Something to do with hams. All right. Here is Raven who wrote in and says this. What's up, core hounds? I jumped into Warcraft Rumble and had a great time. Blizzard can create an early leveling experience better than almost anyone, I believe. I was getting units, beating bosses, switching up army corps or comps. Uh, there are quests, dungeons, and you level through old WoW zones with classic characters as bosses. After a week, I spent a little money to buy a hero, but I didn't need to. It was earning gold and leveling just fine in the game. Then at 50 bosses, the game flips. Every boss on the map, past ones included, go heroic. And the zones you reached by, uh, by then kick into high gear. One example of this is bosses starting with 8 to 10 mobs already on the board before you start. That sounds like a nightmare. Uh, the main game is all but unplayable unless you spend money. All it would take would be to let me toggle heroic off so that I can practice and earn a new hero or grind up uh, and level my my other guys. Scott, you've played it. Have you experienced this? John, will you say mobile's going to mobile? And you're right. And is this such a 180 from the great early experience? What are your thoughts, Raven? So in, ter- in terms of who's gotten deepest into it, I think Bo's probably the one that's gone furthest. I've played a bunch, yeah, but not I've, I've got like an epic tier commander and hogger, and I have... Uh, a level 22 23 army i've done seven or eight of the heroic zones so yeah so you didn't did you have any trouble with the heroics when you hit them like was it hard Um, oh yeah no there's definitely a wall that happens there but i there's so games get solved based on the progression and yes you do hit a wall a ding desert where spending money seems like the thing to do and it is it is it's absolutely a shame but it absolutely is you can go the slow route so here's a few tips for you do the dungeon. Um, the dungeon gives you these ways to get extra bonus levels on your units. Um, uh, it'll make sense. It's kind of tough to explain, but basically, you've got six. You've got your commander and six slots for units, and all those slots can be like buffed up to three levels. Okay. So that's your first means of progression. The other thing is you only need to get everything up to uncommon. Um, Rate every time you increase the rarity of your units, you get a new ability, but you can still only equip one, meaning it kind of is pointless to level your dudes up to blue and purple and legendary. You know, like you just need uncommon. So focus on getting your entire team to uncommon. That's another thing. Yeah. Um, now, if you do increase rarity, you do gain a level. However, there's daily quests, and you know, you can just log in, do some daily quests. But the other thing you don't want to ignore is do try to get into a guild group because they will give you a good source of XP is the um, the books that the team will unlock. I would invite everyone into my guild, but it caps at 15, unfortunately. So that's something you'll have to work on. Um, but yes, it is a ding desert. There is a way around it. Like I'm at a point now where I've got a strong enough army that I'm able, you know, 
like once you sort of crest the first heroic and you figure that out, um, completing a heroic, completing a heroic with each of the five armies will reward you with 300 gold. So you'll get your economy going once you can kind of smash some, um, smash some heroics down mm. and then you can buy, you can upgrade new units. And like I said, I would go with making, since you need, a. a like focus on a commander from all five of the different family groups mm. and um, getting everyone to uncommon so they at least have an ability and, and focus on doing your dungeons and keep repeating them so you get more upgrades on the dungeons. And it's a slow progress game. You're not meant to play it in a weekend. It's, you know, there for you to, when you're on the shitter to open up, crack out a few Arclight Rumbles. Arclight Rumbles are also good. You get lots of gold for completing them. So that's kind of how you supercharge your XP gains. Mm. John, you would but say yeah. mobile's going to mobile. That's what you'd say, right? I mean, this sounds like the frequent story. I don't know. I'm not going to play it. I haven't played it, so I'm not going to talk out of turn. I just, I'm not, I'm not particularly interested. Have you done any I, hidden coins? I've spent some sorry. money on it too. I got the permanent like boost, like the lifetime. There's like a twelve to twenty dollar thing where you get a permanent speed increase uh i got that right when i got into the game did that help you felt like it like, got you through oh the yeah, yeah. everything okay. goes you know faster but it's like always faster to a point so i'm just saying i just to disclose i have spent money on the game okay so, so john have you done any of the stuff in wow since you've been back playing it where you find the hidden uh rumble coins and you take them i to town? did because i accidentally picked it up like that it kind of annoyed me <laughs> And I like I went there. I like I just picked something up, and I was like, "Oh, what's this?" And it was like a rumble coin. I was like, "Oh, great!" Uh, and every time I'm in Valdraken, it there's a big question mark in the inn, and I go in there. I'm always like, "Oh, what do I got to turn in in Valdraken?" And it's that stupid rumble machine. Yeah, there's a blue every time. There's a blue one of those in every city now. Every town has one. And oh, should all, I be playing retail so I can buff my mobile game? Yeah, well, uh, it doesn't do that. All it does is it translates to you getting a random figure as a new toy. Yeah. Um, I don't think it has a cooldown though. So speaking of our cooldown, uh, yeah, discussion last it wouldn't. Week, it's a worthless uh, piece it a, of shit. Why a, would we is, put a <laughs> cooldown on that one? Like, <laughs> well, I think it just sits there like a little figurine. But they're basically like little three D figurines of of stuff from the game and you get them out of these machines that are almost like, well, you know how the, you know how rumble itself on the app is like a machine, like a, like they've kind of gone with a, what's that called when you do that? It's like Hearthstone where it's kind of, there's a physicality to the machine that you're playing rumble on. And the figures are actually little dudes with, you know, with, with bases until they start running and then they run off magically. It's like that. And so you just get these toys in your toy box now and wow, where you've collected all the dudes and their, and their coins are just hidden around the world and you find them and take them back. I did and cash them in. one on my Alliance tune and I got a Torin, and then I got one on my main character and I got Murlocs and I was like, okay, like the Murloc one I'm happy to have gotten. I'm yeah. like, all right, if I'm going to have one, it's that. Here's where it's going to bother me. Like, I don't know if this is a forever thing. Like, this is just a new feature of WoW. Or if this is going to last a while and then maybe they find a way to, you know, push it off somewhere else. I don't know what's going to happen. But I can absolutely see that when they decide to finally pull the trigger on player housing, 
this is the kind of stuff you'll be able to display in your house, and I will go from not caring at all to caring way too much. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Do you think they're going to have player housing? Yeah. I do. I do think they're going to do player housing. I do, too. I think they're finally going to get around to it. Ian has said that it's not something that they think they can flip in a single expansion. It would be something that they would have to sort of work on progressively over time and then pull the trigger on. And there is a lot of evidence that they are making steps in that direction. Yeah. yeah you know, that was all. Yeah. They're going to make so much money. People are going to go crazy. Like, especially if you have to collect those minis and get them displayed in your house and yeah. stuff like, Oh, oh yeah. God, dude. It's a lot. They also, but they better hurry. Cause if our theory about a three arc story ender is true, <laughs> you know, well, I, it kind of throws my theory out the window. I think if they're going to invest in a house, <laughs> I have stuff. this yeah. house just in time for, brand <laughs> for the game to get wound game. down and shut down. <laughs> it'd be amazing. I, mean, I, I don't mean, think if they could just take all the tech, so bring the housing tech, like bring it all just new map and 500 years later, new story. Yeah. I don't know. I still think it's doable. I think it's yeah, doable Warcraft too. ends with you getting locked inside your house, and Warcraft 2 begins with you getting out. <laughs> <laughs> like that's, that's basically the I'm surrounded by start. these minis. Well, maybe it's your grandchild. It's your grandchild. Yeah. Actually, that actually could work. It's that, your that'd be all right. That's like playing. What's that like? That's like Rogue Legacy, where you have your, your kid, but he yeah. has gas mm-hmm. or whatever. <laughs> I love that game. Uh, I've, I've given birth to a, a strong warrior, except he has the shits. So uh, that's his. Honestly, if you were going to try and do a WoW 2 and you wanted something to feel like the work and effort you did in WoW 1 carried over to WoW 2, a very customizable player housing where you can display you know, yeah, big no. kills, achievements, stuff you looted and all that, oh, that carrying over to oh, WoW 2 would be the ultimate carryover. You thing. are a visionary. That's absolutely how you do it and how you keep playing people playing WoW 1 while they play WoW 2. Like, yeah. yeah, there you go. There's still, like, you know, stuff to display in your house, things to accomplish back in WoW 1, yeah. tie it, I guess, to the achievement system and... Oh, John, you're a genius. Yeah, John, yeah. genius. Nobody sh- wants to give me money for this, though. Yeah. I, think hard. I think you should go work for Blizzard and work on World of Warcraft. West End PCs disappear. Uh. <laughs> you have to, keep, they have to keep you away from the client service department. You're banned from that area, probably. Yeah, I'll have to talk to them. Yeah, stay away from that. Um, all right, well done. Now, I got a quick phone call to play that came to us at 801-471-0462, and this is all it, this is all it came through. So I'm doing this as a service. For those who send them in and maybe you're driving in a bad part of town, lousy service, whatever, this is what you sound like when that happens. No idea. That's the whole thing. I, I don't I think you think that's English, but I think that's ones and zero. I think that's like a modem trying to connect. To <laughs> like a, I think it's a voice. Hold on. Keep on saving. It sounds like a dude talking. It ends like Keep on saving. Keep on saving something. Keep on saving. Yeah, early on, it's like prices. Prices? Was that prices? Here. Prices. Maybe. Okay. Look, this is fun. This is like, uh, I don't know what this is like. We're, we're detectives. Okay, how about this bit? Quest? I hear Quest. Damn. What was his message left oh, on? Oh, it was Cadgar calling me from the future. He's like, champion, <laughs> save me. <laughs> it, um, I fell under the rocks. I can't was, was this the, uh, the POTS uh, call or was this over like Discord or something? No, this yeah. is over. This is one that I get on the voice line, which is uh, 
the 801 number, but they right. a little telephone system. Yeah, gotcha. and they they block sometimes they not always, but they usually block out the full numbers. I don't remember what his. Let's see if I can find it. No, it's not here. I was I was trying to find his area code. I won't dox him, obviously, but who, whoever that was, we're happy to take whatever you said. But that's best we can tell is save your something for a quest. Is my guess. I don't know. Oh, thanks, so, thanks, buddy. Maybe call thanks, him dude. again. Try again. Yeah, call again. Here. And do it this time I can't at home. guarantee the second time Scott's going to bring it in the show for content. But yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I love bringing weird stuff to the it. front. Yeah. So if you've done something if weird. At first, you don't hams 10 hams again. <laughs> well said, John. Now, here's another thing that's well said. Our Patreon is a great place to be, and having people there makes us happy. We have three brand new folks this week that joined us Darren Batten, Dying Spade, and Greg Hanshaw all joined us at uh, patreon.com slash core show without you over there we don't have a show so please keep it coming you'll never get ads you'll get pre and post uh, show content every week and this week i'm going to try something different a lot of people are like why do you do the pre and post show separate i'm like well i thought you all wanted it that way but it turns out enough people have said something that i'm going to try this week for patrons pre-show at the top it goes into the main show and then the post show at the end that actually makes a lot of sense I just thought people wanted to have separate stuff in case that's how they listen to things. So we're going to try it this week and see what happens. But it's content you don't get unless you're a patron. Uh, So go check that out. Get mail uh, that has art in the mail. Get mail with art in the mail. (laughs) From from right here at at Core Central. All right? There's lots of reasons to join and really no reasons not to. Patreon.com slash Core Show. Frogpants.com slash Core is everything else. That's all the stuff, all the links, all the ways to contact us, all of our stuff, our info. But now we have to throw it over to Grandma and let her tell everybody at home one more time uh, yeah, what we played. Yeah, let's see what mood she's in tonight. Grandma, take it away. Well, I'm pretty sure at this point you're aware that the boy is playing a little world of Warcraft. But if for some reason you missed two-thirds of the show, they talked about World of Warcraft. <laughs> Retail and classic. And Bo logged into the season of Discovery. But Scott wasn't done there. No, he wasn't done talking about the MMOs. He talked about Guild Wars 2 and Wildermyth, which isn't an MMO, but it is an RPG. John played Stray Gods, the role-playing musical. And by God, if you don't know what that is from the title, you aren't paying attention. It's a musical role-playing game. That's the one. Bo played StarCraft 2. It's technically two games. They split it up. Yeah. Because they wanted your money. Yeah. And you forgot but Death Must Die. We also played that. Death Must oh, Die. Oh, they all played Death Must Die. I'm sorry. I I fear death. Yeah. Oh, and of all, we mean me and John. Bo did not play Death Must Die. But he should. Bo didn't play it. No. Grandma, it grandma's, today. grandma's a little under the weather. All right. It's okay. Grandpa, grandma's hungry. Grandpa yeah. wants some food. Grandma needs to eat. All right. That's it for the show. Thank you all for listening, for watching, for hanging out, and for being here. All you people live, we love you and everyone at home. You guys are awesome. Go play some video games, and we will see you next time. Get more at frogpants.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.